It's six o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, Bedfordshire police misconduct hearing delayed, Egypt plane crash bodies returned to Russia and prayers to stay at council meetings in Hertfordshire. BBC Three Counties Radio. A misconduct hearing into whether two Bedfordshire police officers mistreated an autistic man will be delayed until at least March next year. PC Christopher Pitts from Bedford and PC Christopher Thomas from Welling Garden City have already been found not guilty of assaulting Farouk Ali. However, the pair remain suspended, as Ollie Bayliss reports. The delay has been caused because Beds Police has yet to find a suitable chairperson for the public hearing. The Police Federation say the wait is ridiculous and is costing public money as the two officers accused remain suspended with pay. The family of Farouk Ali have also expressed their anger at how long the situation is taking to be resolved. The bodies of more than 140 people killed when a plane crashed in Egypt have been flown home to the Russian city of St. Petersburg. Investigators say the plane disintegrated at a high altitude, but it was too early to draw any conclusions. David Soucy, a former safety inspector with the US Federal Aviation Administration, says it's possible the plane's flight recorders may not yield any clues. Now, if it is sudden, if it's an immediate and sudden thing, it's very difficult on those black boxes to determine what happened. What we, how we get into the why is when you have a cockpit voice recorder and you can hear the conversations between the two pilots, uh, that kind of thing. But as we remember back in MH17, there was not much of that type of talk because it was so sudden. A cross-party campaign has started to boost the funding of mental health services. Figures from the worlds of sport and entertainment are among those who've signed an open letter to the government. Hugh Pym reports. The Liberal Democrat Norman Lamb, Andrew Mitchell for the Conservatives and Labour's Alistair Campbell have all had either personally or through their families experience of mental health issues. They say although mental health care was put on the same legal footing as physical health by the coalition government, that hasn't yet been turned into a reality for patients. They want more resources allocated in the forthcoming spending review. The Department of Health said nearly £1.5 billion had been pledged for children and young people's mental health over five years. A councillor has resigned because East Hertfordshire District Council has refused to remove Christian prayers from the start of their meetings. Councillor Adrian McNeese, who's only been in the role for five months, was outvoted by 42 votes to five. In sport, it was a 2-0 win for Luton Town against Dagenham and Redbridge in League Two. And Nico Rosberg won the Mexican Grand Prix ahead of Mercedes teammate Lewis Hamilton. The weather will be foggy this morning with mist persisting throughout the day. Where it does clear, it will be warm and sunny. Temperatures around 12 degrees Celsius. Celsius, 54 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Where have all my friends gone? They've all disappeared. Turn around maybe one day. You're all that was there.
the only place that goes from that to this. started yet guys the show's not even started it's gonna start when I press button A button A there's the key <laughs> you're gonna fade or you're gonna end you end bum bum show starts across beds hearts and bucks this is BBC three counties Kiss radio it. sorry for the um, prolonged elongated Extended, unlike um, unlike Roger himself. A bit, yeah. Um, a bit, a little, a smidgen, a, a tad. tad. <laughs> it's a sousson. I oh come on, mate. Come on, you love that. I'm Roger, your lady Roger. That's just Latin for Roger, isn't it? Mm. It's Roger's thesaurus. Latin. Isn't it funny? There's no, there's only one word for thesaurus, and there's only one monopolies commission. And then you wait for a bus, then three come at once. Wow, that's. Um... I'm a stand-up from the 1990s, guys. Uh, I literally am. Um, but uh, Catherine and I have spent the last. I'm going to say 11 minutes because it was the last couple of minutes of. Um, I don't know who that guy's on before us. Trying to uh, um, doing the ancient, ancient Janet Jackson dance of waggling our head. 
but without but you're not doing it but without moving our neck you're moving your neck simultaneously i'm not moving my neck you've got to move the top of your neck otherwise no, no, your head no, no, won't no, no. go no exactly that's the skill <laughs> that's the skill <laughs> i spent 11 minutes laughing at ian's concentration face is actually what I, happened i um I, I can do it sometimes <laughs> i have family members that can do it perfectly i'm i'm not supposed to say this but janet jackson is a distant cousin as well <laughs> um you know but you don't even know what the movement is and you're trying to do it well i'm copying your stupid I'm going, Demonstration. To, I'm going to go on the internet, OK? There's a, a, a video sharing service on the internet. It's called YouTube. And um, uh, you type it in, Janet Jackson... Head wobble. Head wag. I'm going to call it a waggle, first of all. Um, um, Janet Jackson surprises fans who think she's a statue. Now, let's try head wobble, then, because... When the head... does she do the head wobble? Is it the one... It was the 90s. Oh, the girls at the party, look at the party, that one. <clears throat> OK, well, I can't find any video evidence... No, I don't believe in it. It's like they're doing um bangra 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 bangra. The head waggle. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five for crying out loud. Well now you're just jigging. I'm trying and practicing. I'm going to be mentally okay, well, practicing is, that all day. This is the thing with the show. This and Ralph Harris costumes. Yeah, what's the Ralph Harris Ralph Harris? Ralph Horace. That's how they get away with it. Yeah. Technicality. Well, I've sent Dealey out. I've told him to tread carefully. You you can rent a Ralph Harris costume from a costumiers. I've tweeted the link. Twenty three pounds fifty for five days. Why would you want to? Well <sighs> Bad taste parties. Because if because all right, I'm going to say something and then I'm going to have to couch it very carefully. Go on. Because it's funny. Now, I'm not in any way saying that um, child abuse is funny or sex abuse is funny or any of those things. Because but it's, it's sick humour. Is that what you're it's saying? It's sick humour. Yeah. We'll discuss it in a bit more detail later on. I'm sure the the, the, the Facebook pages that love me are a flame or red. He said that Ralph Harris was funny. No, I didn't. I Did you see someone dressed up as Scylla? No. Oh, it was all over Twitter. This guy dressed up as Scylla Black, like, post. Oh, dear. It's, that's a bit too soon, isn't it? Let's, let's crack on with this, and we'll discuss this a bit later on. The Police Federation is criticising the decision to delay a misconduct hearing into two officers' treatment of an autistic man from Luton. The Farouk Ali case won't be heard... Well, March 2016! Mm -hmm. Flipping at the earliest! Blimey! Because Beds Police need more time to find the right person to head up the panel. I'll do it! Do you know what I mean? Come on, give the family a break for crying out loud. Oh, sorry, impartiality. Catherine, give us the background to this. OK, so Farouk Ali is a severely autistic man who lives with his family in Whitby Road, Luton. He's a big man, but he has the mental age of a five-year-old. Now, part of his condition means that he has several routines built into his day that make him feel secure and happy, and one of them is watching the bins being collected every week. Now, that's what he was doing on February the 20th last year when he was seen standing outside his house in his slippers by two Bedfordshire policemen. Now, his family claimed that these officers chased and assaulted him. In December last Last year, PC Christopher Pitts, who's from Bedford, and PC Christopher Thomas, who's from Welling Garden City, went before Luton Crown Court and were found not guilty of racially aggravated assault and misconduct in a public office. Uh -huh. But although they were found not guilty in court, those two officers remain suspended with pay until they face a gross misconduct hearing carried out by the police. The hearing will be carried out with the help of Leicestershire Police and the IPCC, uh, the Independent Police Complaints Commission, to ensure impartiality. But we're now hearing that this will not take place until at least March oh, next year, so it could on. be longer. Um, and that's two years after the alleged oh, attack took come place. come on, right? Imagine that I went out and, and duffed somebody up, or allegedly duffed somebody up, right? Uh, I'd be arrested, I'd be, if there was enough evidence, I'd be charged, 
Uh, and then I go to court within, I don't know how long the system works, a few months? The thing is, they've been to court, but this is about, you know, police internal oh, procedure. Oh, crying out loud. In the meantime... The, the Police Federation said. Yeah, in the meantime, these two officers are still being paid. Now, the Police Federation have told us how frustrated they are with how long this is taking. They say public money's being wasted paying the wages of these two officers who will have been suspended for over two years by the time um, they get heard. If they've done nothing wrong, according to the Police uh, Federation, they could have been working. If they are guilty of gross misconduct, they could have been dismissed and the money could have been spent on recruiting new officers. They say it's the same case for the six officers who are currently suspended on full pay over the death of Leon, Leon Briggs in custody two years ago. Um, neither Beveridgeshire Police or Leicestershire Police uh, wanted to comment on this delay at this stage to uh, us. And the family and the friends of, uh, of Mr Ali must be... Uh, well, I'm angry. They've yeah. got nothing to do with it. They must be furious. They are, they are. And they want some closure on this incident. They want the two officers to face this hearing as soon as possible. They say that Beveridgeshire Police have known a hearing was likely for at least 18 months. Come on, guys. And, and that they would need to find a suitable person to chair it. They say the delay does nothing more than renew their concerns and their disappointment with the con uh, conduct of Beveridgeshire Police. Mm. We'll be talking later on to the family's lawyer as well as the Police Federation in the programme. Can I just on. write? Can I just write down a message for you that I'm not going to say on the radio? Are you? No, I didn't. I didn't. You said that. No, I didn't. You said that. No, I almost did. You but I didn't. said that. I didn't. You said that. I didn't I'm going to listen back to the tape. I'm sure you said that. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Rolf Harris costumes, head wobbles. It really is a Monday morning, isn't it? Isn't it? Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's building up between Junction 21 for the M1 and 18 for Chorleywood. And on the North Orbital Road, it's busy around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. In Neeston, on the North Circular Road, there are queues starting to build up at the Neeston Interchange from the approach from the M1 at the Staples Corner flyover through the roadworks. And on the M1 roadworks, between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable, could cause some delays later, but it's looking fine at the moment on the speed sensors. On the trains, there's no reporting problems, but there could be disruptions to flights in and out of Luton Airport because of the fog. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Do you know that? Do you know what I mean when I say the head waggle, Sammy? So you I have no idea. Right. We've... So you you put your two hands together in front of your chest as though you're um like doing a, as though you're a five year old doing a prayer to God, right? Okay. You got your elbows are out, and then your head goes from side. To, I'm doing it. Your is head. It, what is it? A hard thing to do? Yeah. If your head goes from side the to. Next move. I don't understand what the difference the is between is, that and what I was doing. The neck is not supposed to move. The neck doesn't move, Sammy. Oh, that's quite hard. It's hard, but it's possible. But do you know what oh, I right. mean? Okay, that's hard. Oh, for crying out loud! What's it right? Yes, it's, uh, listen, listen, listen. The best things in life are hard. No, hang on. The best things in life are free, but you can give them to the birds and the bees. I tell you what, I want someone who can do the head waggle. No, first of all, I want someone who knows what I'm talking about when I say the head waggle. It's in a video. It's in a pop video. Is it Janet? Is it Janet Jackson that does it? it I might, guess. It might be. It might be the other one with the big bum, J Lo. Oh, I'm sure she does it all the time. Probably does. 03459 455 555. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A misconduct hearing over the way two Bedfordshire police officers dealt with a severely autistic man has been delayed until at least March next year. The bodies of more than 100 passengers have been returned to Russia after a plane crash in Egypt. And a councillor has resigned because East Hertfordshire District Council has refused to remove Christian prayers from the start of the meetings. It was the war that changed the world forever.
And now, through photos, archive films and sound recordings, you can discover how World War I made a difference to lives across the UK, including here in Beds, Hearts and Bucks. The initial trials for the first tank had taken place in secret at Hatfield, in Hatfield Park at the beginning of 1916. The World War I at Home interactive e-book. Amazing stories of the people and places closer to home. You can see on this memorial here, this, this, this is Memorial Hall, which was designed as a living memorial to the boys that died. But actually, it says 577. Find out how to download it for free at bbc.co.uk slash WW1.
You know that song is filthy, right? Not it's... according to Wikipedia, so I'm not listening to this. What does it say on Wikipedia? And I'll tell you what the song is actually about. Because don't, I'm, oh, I am, don't. I'm like Paul Gambaccini, but less robotic. What does it say that song is about? Mothers 12.30, a.k.a. 12.30 brackets, young girls are coming Sorry, to the Justin, canyon. Sorry, Justin, we just, we just want to have a little argument about the mamas and the papas, and then we'll be with you, OK? He's trying to solly it for me, mm, and okay. I like this song. We're, oh, Justin's not there. OK, right, we'll get Justin The song's in main refrain is a song by the mamas and the papas, which was the yeah. lead from the album The Papas and the Mamas. The song peaked at number 20 in the Don't US. Don't give me the numbers. Give me what it's about. The song was written by John Phillips shortly after yeah. the band had relocated to Southern California in yeah. 1965. Laurel Canyon, yeah. It's often cited as the band's last great single. Right. In a 1968 oh, interview, Philip cited his arrangement as an example of a well-arranged two-part harmony get moving to, in opposite directions. Don't just bore us, get to the chorus! Right, OK. I the t- song was inspired by Laurel Canyon, a neighbourhood of Los Angeles, California. Yeah. The song was also inspired... Yes, because he split up with his wife, no, Michelle. by the experience of living in New York City, where a broken clock right. on a church right. steeple was stuck at 12.30. Justin. Uh, Justin's not there. You there? No. OK, can you get Justin here, please, Ollie? Um, I will tell you what the song is about, right? The song is about John Phillips splitting up with Michelle Phillips because she was having it away with Denny Doherty. Good girl. Um, and then Denny dumped her. Oh. So John and Denny, come in, just John and Denny moved into an apartment in Laurel Canyon. A little bit of rock history, Justin. Settle yourself down, fella. Sit there, moved into an apartment in Laurel Canyon. Young girls, and if you've read uh, John Phillips' daughter's autobiography... Very <coughs> young girls. Very young girls. At least they weren't related to him. Would uh, go, because there were two pop stars, and they'd go and, and they would fling themselves. Young girls are coming to the canyon. You bet they are, Papa John. You bet they are. Papa John, one of the most interesting and disgusting... Um, uh, uh, figures in um, rock and roll history. Now, those two are inexplicably sexy, aren't they? Who? Those two fellas. I mean, they're mingers, let's be honest. Phillips. Well, De- Denny Dirty was a good-looking guy. Not really. He was a they're boozer. Just, just fellas. John, the thing about John Phillips, if half the story... Well, half the stories are definitely true, um, uh, and yet we still look up to him as, as well. If the other half of the stories are true, and again, I urge you to read Mackenzie Phillips' autobiography, his daughter... Wow, why are we still playing that guy's records when we can't play Gary Glitter? Mm. I would suggest that what John Phillips did, well, you, the, 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 I was going to say worse, and you can't, uh, actually, you shouldn't really say worse, but I would say, okay, I would say that what John Phillips allegedly did is equally as bad as what Gary Glitter did. Is and the yet, fact that he was under the influence of some pretty heavy uh, narcotics. The claims that Mackenzie Phillips, his daughter, makes in her autobiography is that they would do heroin together, and then she would wake up and he would have just finished um, <clears throat> making love to her. Uh, yeah, I know exactly. Wow. You walked wow. into a heavy yeah, yeah, convo, Justin. Well, her Papa John. I thought you were talking about pizzas for a second. <laughs> Obviously, if only we were. Got a bit deeper than that. If only we were. I've got to say, and let's 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 move swiftly away from the ancestral mm. conversation mm. towards the quiffical conversation. You're talking about my quiff. Quiff's looking amazing. Thank man. you, boss. What have you put in there today? Uh, not a lot. Really had its snips at the weekend, and uh, yeah, all quiffed up, for, ready for Monday morning. It's very thank you, mate. Very powerful. That means stuff a lot. Indeed. Very. I'm powerful. wearing Primark today as well. Well, mate, I, 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 I I've could... changed. I could feel there was a there was a, a vibe coming from you. Mm. Um, where Pro are we? Now I'll have a look at mm. what the next story is. Oh, it's this. Right, okay. Oh, this is in. There's so much to talk about today. Yeah. We'll, we'll do Ralph <laughs> Harris in a bit. Yeah. There's, this is a cracker as well. Mm. Adrian McNeese is a 50... Oh, hang on a second. I've jumped forward because... Um, okay. An East Hearts councillor is... Um, uh, well, hang on. What's this? Catherine, there's a word missing and it's too early in the morning for me to be able to... Hang on. An East Hearts councillor is over his local authority. Oh, resigned. Thank you. An East, <laughs> if, you just put the words in. It just makes it easier for me to... to did not have to guess. An East Hearts councillor has resigned, thank you, over his local authority. Again, Catherine, refused... His local authority's refusal to. OK, thank you. An East... Just write in English, guys. Honestly, it, it just makes my job easier, Justin. 
An East Hearts councillor has resigned over his local authority's refusal to remove Christian prayers from the start of their meetings. Christian prayers at the start of meetings. Wow. Councillor Adrian McNeese put forward a motion to get rid of the practice, but was outvoted by 42 votes to five. Um, <laughs> this story I find incredible. Adrian McNeese, who is he, Justin? What happened? Uh, he's uh, 50 years old. He's an interior designer. Um, he'd been a councillor for Hartford Heath. He was first elected in May. He was new to the council. In his resignation letter, he described his tenure as uh, brief but interesting. So this vote you're talking about there, it took place last Thursday yeah. after Adrian proposed the removal of prayers from future council meetings. Currently, prayers are said at the start of every four council agenda led by a vicar. Very old-fashioned, but it's still happening. That is incredible but it's been going on for years yes right okay well now we Mm. you know well anyway go on carry on i was going to say so it has been going on for years on thursday after this 20 minute discussion on the possible removal of this tradition a secret ballot was held with 42 votes to five the motion was overwhelmingly refused and then adrian mcneese resigned immediately Dear Lord, please would you guide this council <laughs> meeting and bless us as we close libraries and clubs for okay. the disabled. I'll tell you what, there's some people before every single meal that they say prayers, don't yeah, they? Yeah. So, so what's the difference? Well, it's because um, that meal they're having mm-hmm. is not influencing my life Yeah, um, and it's done in private. Yeah, but th- th- that meeting they're having is not technically influencing well, It's a council meeting. Yeah, it's a council. Yeah. I, I know I'm literally not mm. local. I'm very, very distant, let's be mm. honest. Mm. Very distant at all. It takes me literally about four hours to drive in every morning, but I do it for you guys <laughs> and for the hefty paycheck I get. Um, but it, 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 it could be argued that, um, that, that that religion and government together... They're together, blessed. They're blessed. They're in a very unique situation. Those people are blessed. Why does why do you think he was against the prayers, Just uh, Well, Adrian has said in the past that uh, the separation of government and religion is essential. Yep. Uh, he says that religion should play no part whatsoever in an elected chamber, and this flies in the face of logic and sanity. Um, he also said that he had absolutely no idea that these prayers took place before he ran for council, and uh, he said it made him and other councillors feel uncomfortable. I didn't know about this. I'm curious mm. to know if it happens elsewhere. You got any background on this, yeah, have you? Do you know, funny enough, I have. Sweet. I have. I've, Sweet. I've put together something for you, or somebody else has. Uh, some background on this. Uh, originally, the Local Government Religious Observances Act made provision for the inclusion of prayers or other religious observance at local authority meetings. That was until 2012, when action was brought against Biddeford Town Council in Devon by the National Secular Society. Uh, a councillor complained that local authority meetings were not the right place for religious religious worship and in actual fact the High Court agreed so uh, they ruled that the Devon Town Council had indeed acted unlawfully by allowing the prayers now at this time around half the councils in the country were holding prayers before their meetings right. then it all reversed again about a year ago uh, a backbench bill to bring back prayers was supported by the government and back they came to the councils oh, who wanted them oh. one of those of course the council we're talking about today East Hearts what, Council uh, what have they said uh, Lindsay Hasey from the council uh, which is the leader uh, 
Uh, she told us that uh, the council promotes inclusivity, respect and tolerance for all in the way that we conduct our business. In the case of the request by two councillors for a review of the tradition of holding prayers, immediately, of course, before the start of the full council meetings, I sought to find a solution that would work for all councillors and staff. I'm sorry that Adrian McNeese didn't feel able to contribute to that process, but instead submitted a motion inviting the council to vote on an all-or-nothing basis. Clearly, the member, she says, wanted the all rather than nothing, and this motion, of course, was denied by 42 votes okay. to five. We're going to speak to Adrian Nice later on. It's just mm. like, you know, if, I, if we, before the, it would be like, before the meeting that we all attend, 10.30 in the morning, to discuss what's happening on tomorrow's show, yeah. if I said, okay guys, um, before we start the meeting, I'd just like to read a few passages from Thumbelina, please. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's tradition. Just, it's tradition. I'm just going to uh, read uh, pages 62 <laughs> to 64 from the God. Brothers Grimm. You know, it's just, let's look, bring look, some fairy look, stories These in. people, they believe they're in a privileged position. It's a tradition. Okay. Very old-fashioned they don't want to break it before we discuss the closing of the local <laughs> libraries i'm just going to slaughter this chicken you know like, yeah yeah okay, okay take that to the street you want that to the street Did you yeah. know, i wouldn't mind yeah. for later on because yeah. we've got this all show yeah uh, I, I, I want to talk to you after the news about rolf harris if that's all right yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. with the possibility of dressing up as him travel news for beds cards and bugs bbc three counties radio on the A1M, it's busy southbound between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage, and it's also slow on the M1 southbound between Junction 11 for Luton and 9 for Redbourne. On the M25, it's very slow between Junction 21 for the M1, anti-clockwise to 18 for Chorleywood. And looking at the cameras, it's really busy, it's really foggy, so visibility could be a problem this morning. It's slow at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout on the North Orbital Road, and on the trains with no reported problems, but at Luton Airport, there's possible disruptions to flights because of the fog. Samantha Brown. BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past six. I'm Liak New. The headlines a misconduct hearing into whether two Bedfordshire police officers mistreated an autistic man will be delayed until at least March next year. They've already been cleared of assaulting Farouk Ali, but his family say it's taking too long to be resolved. The bodies of more than 140 people killed when a plane crashed in Egypt have been flown home to Russia. Investigators say the plane disintegrated at a high altitude, but it was too early to draw any conclusions. And a councillor has resigned because East Hertfordshire District Council has refused to remove Christian prayers from the start of their meetings. Councillor Adrian McNeese, who's only been in the role for five months, was outvoted by 42 votes to five. And the weather will be foggy this morning, becoming warm and sunny in places. Temperatures around 12 degrees Celsius. That's 54 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Town are up to 13th in League Two after yesterday's 2-0 win at Dagenham and Redbridge. Luke Guttridge opened the scoring just before the break with Alex Lawless doubling their lead midway through the second half. First team coach Haken Aretin was pleased to end their poor run of form. I think we deserved it based on what I saw for 90 minutes. Their goalkeeper made three or four great saves. Um, they had a couple of instances where they thought they had a penalty. We don't think it was. Um, but then when we go 1-0 up, their misfortune in the second half to, to score wasn't quite there and, and we took, took that opportunity and went 2-0 up. 
Elsewhere, there were wins for Watford and Wickham, but defeat for the MK Dons and Stevenage. In motor racing, Nico Rosberg won the Mexican Grand Prix ahead of Mercedes teammate Lewis Hamilton. The Red Bulls came in fourth and fifth. Max Whitlock from Hemel Hempstead has become the first British man to win gold at a gymnastics world championships. It was the biggest medal haul for Team GB, and the signs are good for the Rio Olympics, as Alison Mitchell reports. Max Whitlock's gold on the pommel horse was an individual highlight, and with Lewis Smith taking silver, Great Britain currently boasts the world's two best pommel workers in the world. Presuming both are in the final in Rio, their biggest rival for a first ever Olympic gold will be reigning champion Christian Berkey, but he has yet to qualify for the Games. Britain's main aim in Glasgow was to qualify full teams on both men's and women's sides. That goal was achieved in style, with a silver for the men and bronze for the women, first time medals both. Together with Whitlock's silver on floor, it's easily their strongest ever worlds, and Whitlock will be aiming for an all-around medal in Rio as well. And that's BBC Three Counties News and Sport with more at 7 o'clock. A little bit of Dr. Hook in a minute. A bit, a bit, I love a bit of Dr. Hook. I like that. They did like um, some kind of nice, nice uh, kind of folky songs. Then they did the cheesy stuff. And then one of the cheesy songs popped up the other day on my iPod. I went, oh, flipping it. Yeah. 
Which one is it? Um, Better Love Next Time. Oh, wow. Do you know that one? No. Better Love Next Time, baby. Oh, it's good. We'll get Dennis on. He's in Australia. When he comes back, we'll get Dennis on. He's he's always a laugh. Um, Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC, Three Counties Radio. Boyley's here. Yeah. What you got in the papers? Um, Oh, well, I'll do it I've only just had a look at the papers because you've been sitting on them. Well, no, I'll go first because there's... there's, um, Did you have a good Halloween? It was all right. Oh, why? Well, to be honest, Little and bottled it. Oh, why? We went out. Well, we went out to my sister's... Um, my sister lives on an uh, Air Forces base. She lives at Chicksands. I know. I'm telling everybody else. Well, they don't care. No, but this is the thing. They, I think that they oh. take it a bit more seriously in the forces. Right. I'm trying to find doctors who come up. You know, you're talking about proper hard dads. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, definitely. So, um, we were just about to go out and do trick-or-treating and we saw... a. a I can only say a, a werewolf at the end of the drive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they dress up there. The adults dress up there, and uh, he scared the bejesus out a little, and oh. she didn't want to do trick or treating anymore. Flipping. And I was taking a quivering witch around me, and to the point where I went, do "You know what? It's not worth this. Let's what a go." Baby, back. what a massive baby! She's four. What a massive baby! I don't like it. We had a, we had a like great it. Halloween. Everybody that was, I, I had the, the best Halloween I've ever had because everyone was really going for it this year. So we had some kids around for a party. That was annoying. I went upstairs for half an hour. I had a little lie down. Read me Steve Coogan book, which really is. I'm glad I got it from the library and didn't pay for it. It's poor. Oh, is it? It's rubbish. Um, so anyway, and then we went trick or treating. There's about eight kids and right. they're, they're between the ages of three and six. Cute. Right? And we were out, and we're passing all these other groups of kids going and going, all right, happy Halloween. Some of the houses, we went to this house, and last year they did it so well. It was these two teenage girls. They're probably about 13 and 15, I'd say. Maybe a bit younger. And last year they had like a spooky stall out. This year they had a skeleton hanging in the tree. They had cobwebs everywhere. And they came out with masks and costumes. And they were loving That's it. That's great. What fun. People, we don't, you know, they live three doors. They live around the corner from us. Never spoken to them. Apart from that. Happy Halloween, spooky. And, and we, they were enjoying themselves too. They were enjoying it. We went to about half a dozen houses and it was obvious. If there was a pumpkin and a light on, we knocked on the door. If there was no pumpkin or the lights were off, we didn't knock on the door. Some houses had a little sign saying, Mr and Mrs Witch are watching you. You're allowed to take two sweets from this pumpkin. Take any more and we'll find you. They had a pumpkin loaded with sweets. So they didn't even have to open yeah. the door. Yeah, my sister did that when we oh, went out. Oh, brilliant. What fun! And then we came back, and then the door just kept ringing. The doorbell, the doorbell must have rung about six, seven times. And we'd open the door, and there were kids dressed. Well, mainly it was kids dressed up as like spooky dead pirates or, or zombies and stuff like that. There were some fourteen-year-old uh, kids that turned up in football kit. Now, no, <laughs> unless they were like the Busby Babes or something. Oh, don't. Well, no, but let, I, yeah, I, I, don't I don't know football, so I don't. I don't know. I think it was red, so it was a Manchester kit. I think, isn't it? Oh yeah, but, so it might have been there. But there was just like. They were just like four fat kids. And I, we had we had kids around. If they weren't my kids around, I would have said, Oi, jog on. But, but great, you hope we had a we had a box of sweets. We said, Go on, the little ones take a handful, the bigger mm. ones take, take take a couple each. Wonderful. Beautiful. And if you didn't want to be a part of it, you didn't have your, your porch light on. As yeah. simple as that. It's as simple as that. I don't it was the best Halloween I've had. I think that the rules are simpler these days and I think that, yep. you know, people are getting less hassle. I, yeah, I believe that maybe back, you know, when we were kids, I wasn't allowed to do trick or treat. I didn't have it when I was done. a kid, didn't even know of it. But so, so the cheeky ones would be the ones that go bang on doors. But these days, it's little kids with their mums and dads. Kids, you can't object and dads, to that. And every kid we saw, we looked up and their mum and dad was at the end of the drive. With the younger ones, they were down there with us. Yeah. And it was just a joy. You're opening a door 
and you're bringing joy to a six-year-old face by, by giving them sweets. In a world where we're not even supposed to look at kids anymore because everyone's a paedophile. Kids are knocking what, on my door and I'm giving them sweets. And do you know what the best part of it is Love for most it. kids? Walking about in the dark with a torch. Oh, yeah. The simple pleasures. Spook. And then where we live, well, there's um, a big fireworks display near us. And so we just stood in a cul-de-sac and watched the fireworks display for free. It's brilliant. Brilliant. Anyway, um, th- th- there are some people who are uh, pretending... Um, I- there are some people who feel there should be outraged about a couple of costumes. We'll do your one in a second. This is the one in the paper, and I've tweeted the link to it. Anger at sick Rolf costume. I bet they... I've not read this story. I bet the son have phoned up a victim to find out what they think. Um, insult to victims. A fancy dress shop is hiring out replica costumes of paedophile Rolf Harris. Script to screen has put together an outfit of flamboyant short sleeve shirts... You're saying we can't wear short sleeve shirts anymore? Mm. Yellow trousers, a bushy beard, black wig and glasses. But the £23.50 ensemble, it's for five days, is likely to infuriate victims of the 84-year-old pervert. The shop also offers a £29.50 uh, Nazi SS get-up it describes as a good Hitler costume. So we can't dress as Hitler now. But we used to dress as Hitler when Hitler was around, didn't we? To take the mick out of him, wasn't that the point? Uh, Harris was jailed for five years uh, and nine months. Okay, they've not spent. I've seen it now. I wouldn't dress up as Rolf Harris because now, because I work at the BBC, and I don't go to the kind of parties where that would really be appropriate. The parties I go to tend to have kids in. Yeah. If I was twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven. I could possibly see myself dressing up as Rolf Harris. I could possibly see... And I'm not in any way making light of what he did. He did some flippin' horrible things. He's a nasty piece of work. That's the joke. That's the... In inverted commas, and I'm phrasing this very carefully so that my fans on the internet don't get too excited. That's the joke, isn't it? It's it's the joke of being shocking and doing something... Oh, I can't believe... Have you seen Tony? He's dressed dressed up as Rolf Harris. It's brilliant. Yeah, like when my mates turned up at a party, an 80s party, dressed as see no evil, hear no evil. The, what, the deaf and the blind yep. thing? Yeah. Did one of them black up? Yeah. There we go. You see? You see? Can you tell what he... We've all done, But you know guys. what? He wasn't, taking the mickey out of, he wasn't taking the mickey out of Richard Pryor. He was being Richard Pryor. I personally don't think... I think that in some circumstances, dressing up... I can under... I've got to phrase this so carefully. I can understand why how some people would, would find someone turning up at their front door dressed up as Rolf Harris for a fancy dress party funny. I can understand how someone, someone might find You've that funny. You've got to judge your audience, I guess. What about the Silla Black one? I think it's a bit too soon. What was it? Go on. Um, it was something I saw tweeted on... Um, Twitter, it would on, be. Yeah. It would have been tweeted on Twitter. I was going to say on Saturday. Oh, OK. But thanks very much for jumping in there. You're absolutely welcome. It was something I saw tweeted on Saturday. Yeah. And on I didn't on think, Twitter? Yeah. And yeah. I thought, oh... Yeah, I can see why he's done it. It's the most shocking thing I saw uh, this Halloween. Yeah. It was Scylla Black, but dead Scylla Black. Yep. And she had a head injury. Yep. And she was clearly, you know, a corpse Scylla, Scylla Black. Scylla Black post-ac- post-accident, yeah. I just thought it was a bit... It's a bit soon, isn't it? Rolf Harris was only jailed, what, earlier this year? Mm. I wouldn't dress up as Scylla. I wouldn't. I, would, I might dress up as a live Scylla. Here's the thing. Oh, the haters are going to hate me today. You showed me the video just then when we were listening yeah. to that song, and I laughed. But because it, sh- it was because a, it's shocking. Of, a shocking, it's laugh, shocking. Yeah. But again, I could, un- I wouldn't do it. I could understand why some people might find that. Do funny. you know what it is? I think that we're told so much. You can't say that. You can't do that anymore. You can't say that. Younger people 
are kicking back, are kicking back at it. I don't think it's younger people. I remember exactly where I was when uh, Lady Di died. Mm-hmm. I was, um, let's just say I was very, very drunk, shall we? It was the last night of the Edinburgh Festival. I was very, very drunk. And I was snogging an Irish girl in a park after a show had gone disastrously. That's that's where I was. Within, because um, first of all, we thought that, that Dodie, just Dodie had died and she was okay. Then she was badly injured. Then she was dead. It was really shocking, wasn't it? It was shocking. Within an hour, I had jokes. We had yeah. mobile phones. Out, and I had texts popping up on my, on my jokes popping up on my on my phone. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of thing. That sick. Humour. And I was laughing at those jokes. You know, I was laughing at being completely honest. I guess there's more thought goes into a costume, though. Maybe that's the argument. You've got, you know, it's more meditated, premeditated. 03459 455 555. Let's talk, well, let's talk about the Scylla and the Rolf Harris. Let's, let's, let's kind of hone in on those two. Justin's going to go and talk about Rolf Harrison in a bit. So maybe focus slightly more on that if you want to talk about Because there was a Savile one last year, wasn't there? Yeah. That was in the papers. And I'm sure people still did it this year. Yeah. Have you got a problem with it? Simple question. 03459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1M southbound in Stevenage, it's very slow from Junction 8 for the A602 towards Junction 7 for Stevenage. And the M1 is slow southbound from Junction 11 for Dunstable towards Junction 9 for Redbourne. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's slow from Junction 21 for the M1 and 18 for Chorleywood. And it's also looking very foggy on the cameras, so that could be affecting visibility, making it more difficult than usual. On the A602 and what at Watton at Stone, has been closed because of an accident both ways. And on the trains, London Midland have disruptions between between Bletchley and Bedford. On the planes as well, expect disruption at Luton Airport because of the fog this morning. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.46. It is uh, Monday, the 2nd of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A misconduct hearing over the way two Bedfordshire police officers dealt with a severely autistic man has been delayed until at least March next year. The bodies of more than 100 passengers have been returned to Russia after a plane crash in Egypt. And a councillor has resigned because East Hertfordshire District Council has refused to remove Christian prayers from the start of the meeting. Let's get the weather! Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a very misty and murky start across all three counties this morning. Thick, dense fog and the Met Office has a yellow weather warning in place. Now, it's quite stubborn as well. We may see it start to lift as we head post-lunch time, really, as some drier air moves in from the continent, kind of clearing the air to a certain extent. So many places getting some sunny spells later. Further north you are, further west, it's possible you're going to hang on to that fog for much of the day, in which case it's going to feel a little bit cooler. We're looking at a maximum temperature if you get the sunshine of around 12, 13 Celsius. Overnight, it stays mild. And if you lose the fog today, it's just going to reform. It's a repeat performance to last night. Lots of mist and fog. Visibility again reduced and a minimum temperature of 6 Celsius. A similar start to Tuesday. And once that fog lifts tomorrow, it will lift into low clouds. So rather grey on the whole. But temperatures mild at 14 Celsius. That's your forecast. I read your face, I see misery 
Love Doctor Who. I mean, it's just some of the, the the latest stuff, right? It's cheesy as flip, but two things. Oh uh, yeah, not a real doctor. <laughs> and also, this is unethical, isn't it? <laughs> Basically, saying, look, you split up with your boyfriend. I'll give you one. Oh, that's voice. It's right, romantic. Just oh, hey, do you Justin, know what? Legend, legend. The good band doctor. I like. Doc. We'll get Dennis on at some point. I um, I had a nightmare yesterday, Justin. So I've got two computers. Oh. Okay, <laughs> talking a nightmare. Most of my music's on one computer, and a lot of music's yeah. on the other computer. There's about twenty five thousand songs on each computer, right? Right. Some yes. are the same. Some are different. I wanted to have them all in one place. Yeah. So I spent the entire day instead of writing the links for the um, uh, Radio Four Extra thing that I'm supposed to be recording on Wednesday. Instead of writing mm. that, I spent the entire uh, entire day trying to get all of the music from my uh, iTunes into one place yeah. so I could switch it between the two computers, right? Right. It took me flipping ages, right? Yeah. Completely knackered up one of my computers. The, the laptop I've got here, it's got nothing on it. Well, you know, I'd love to say I've got sympathy for you, but sadly I don't. No simp? Oh. No, no. Oh. because, uh, you know, it's all, for me, as you know, it's all about... Yeah. Getting a CD, getting a oh, record, yeah, 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 pulling yeah, yeah. it out, touching and feeling. Oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm touchy-feely too, not in that way. No, it's on iTunes. It can't be touchy-feely well, no, no, on but iTunes. I've got, I've got most of it on CD, but also, but it means yeah. when, I, when I do Why the do show... Why do you iTunes, then? Well, because when I do the show here, I've got... Hmm. It means I've got about... I, I would have had about 50,000 songs in my little yeah. laptop, and I could go, oh, you want you want a bit of Wesley Willis? Beautiful. Oh, you want some Wild Man Fisher? Beautiful. You want the monkeys? Beautiful. You know, like Can't your million-song jukebox, Joss. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But, but do I don't go all about it, do I? Where do you keep all those million CDs? Yeah, on a computer, but, yeah, oh. but okay, prepped. I know what I'm going to do. You know, yeah, if, it, if you knew today, you talk about Doctor I'm spont. Yeah, really. Sponty. Yeah. Hey, listen to this. See if you can guess. My boys were doing um, impressions of someone they'd never met or, or never seen, okay, over the weekend. See if you can guess who this is that they are doing an impression of. Kath, Kath knows who it is. Here we go. Here it comes again. 
They're eating. Anyway. Oh, oh, Right, then he starts talking about the cat doing the fart. Don't do it. Any idea who that was, Jess? Uh, I think that's Frank Spencer. Ladies and gentlemen, my boys, three and five, doing Frank Spencer, a man they'd only heard of 20 seconds before before that got those impressions. But that's like standard beginner's impressionism, isn't it? You have to do Frank Spencer if you're a man, and if you're a woman, still a black. <laughs> they were very good. We were we watched um, we watched one of the Muppet films yesterday. It made me cry, partly because it was it was, you know, moving and it evokes childhood and, and, and ageing and, and how things change, partly because it was directed by someone I used to work with who's now much more successful than I could ever possibly hope to be. Uh, and then it got us talking about Frank Spencer. Uh, Justin, Ooh. Rolf Harris. Yes. Um, we've been talking about this. Anger at Sick Rolf costume. It's in the sun. Um, it, I think it's a story about nothing. A fancy dress shop is hiring out replica costumes of paedophile Rolf Harris. I've been yep. to the website. It's not on the front page. You've got to type in Rolf Harris and look for it. It's there. I wouldn't do it. I'd get the sack if I did it, if it was, yeah. you know, the Daily Mail caught hold of it. Um, I, I wouldn't do it anyway because the parties I tend to go to uh, have loads of kids there. Mm-hmm. As a younger man, I could see why it would, I, could, I, I, I get why people would find it funny <laughs> yeah. and I, I could see myself or, or, or doing it or being at a party where someone does it and goes, oh, flip it, I can't even come as Rolf. Yeah, I mean, I went to a Halloween party on Saturday and uh, everyone was there in fancy dress. I didn't see anybody dressed up as, as Rolf Harris or no. somebody like Gary Glitter. I didn't see that. But if there had been somebody dressed up as Rolf Harris there, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have offended me personally and I certainly wouldn't want to go dressed up as Rolf Harris to a Halloween party. But that, that's the British sense of humour in a sick way. Isn't that what we do best in this country which also, sounds horrible doesn't it they're saying it's a halloween thing right they're saying he's a monster aren't they they're not saying he's brilliant they're not like no, celebrating no. him anyway it's you know halloween's all about going you know going out as i saw on saturday dressed up as people that are dark and horrible well rolf harris comes into that category doesn't he i don't we have put a, it like that yeah yeah i don't know i don't have a problem with it but yep. it is is kind of the very short answer there are lots of caveats and brackets after that but, but for those yep. for all the people that love me on those facebook pages my short answer is i don't have a problem uh, uh, with it personally i mm. i kind of think you know it, it, yes i don't have a problem with it well you know to, to, to put it bluntly um thankfully uh, in my life i haven't been abused so it wouldn't affect me in that way but if somebody has i can understand why it would offend them but to me personally and it's just a personal opinion if i was at that party on saturday and somebody was dressed up as rolf harris i would look and think mm, that's a bit odd but i wouldn't find it offensive yeah. and that's the thing isn't it you don't know how many people at that party had been in the past yeah. no, you exactly, know it's a, yeah. it's a it's a it's a if you're going to do it, you're taking a massive risk that yeah. you're, you're going to go to a party and somebody will look at you and say, right, get out. You, 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 why have you come dressed up as Rolf Harris? You're taking that risk. But again, there are people out there in this country that, that would do that without even thinking. Daily, could you take it to the street? Could be yeah, a tough be, one. It could be a tough one. I'll take it to the streets. I'll report back after 7.30, boss. Cheers, my dear. Speak to you later on. Then we'll speak about prayers in uh, council meetings as well. <laughs> And then we're all going to slaughter a chicken and then we're going to read from the Brothers Grimm. That's what's going to happen, guys, before we, before we close a library. What, have, you, have you found anything, Yeah, did Catherine? you see this, ki- this kid? Um, that's Another thing that's being tweeted quite a lot, this oh. video of a kid um, rushing onto the pitch at Twickenham no. over the weekend. No, I've not watched that. But the thing is, right, it's not about that because I retweeted this one because it's not about the uh, rugby, it really. It's about absolute childish joy, right? This kid ran onto the pitch, got tackled by a security guard and they, I mean tackled, they took him down, they grabbed him oh. round 
the waist and took him down Good. right in front Good. of... He could of have his, been a killer. Wait a minute, right in front of one of the All Blacks. Yeah. Sonny Bill Williams. Oh, yeah. Now, Williams said later, I was walking around doing a lap of honour with the boys and a young fella came running out and he got smoked by the security guard. Smoked. Yeah. Like, full-on tackled him. It was pretty sad. He's just a young fella getting caught up in the moment. If that was a younger brother, I'd have given the security guard a hiding. But I picked the kid up and took him back to his old lady and tried to make the night more memorable his for him. His old lady? He's, he's mum. He's a New Zealander. This is the way they talk, right? Anyway, he gave him his gold medal. The kid's face is an absolute picture. Yeah. And if you go on to uh, if you go on to eBay now, uh, you'll be able to get that gold medal for a bargain price, I'm sure. His old lady. Yeah. What is this? The 1940s. I had to leave you and go away, but I think about you every day. In the morning and in the afternoon I wish that I could see you soon And when I held you I felt so fine It was like there was nothing left on my mind It was like Rockaway Beach in the month of June I wish that I could see you soon I had no plans to meet you, baby I had a million things to do, baby But you hit my heart with a harpoon I wish that I could see you soon. The angels go. How long till you can see her? And I'm like, the sooner the better. Do you really think she will wait for you? Well, I have no way to say, and there's nothing I can do. Well, I have no, no way to say, say, and there's nothing I can do. Go. Now that I am across the sea, I wonder if you're gonna wait for me or if you're gonna find a new boy to spoon. I wish that I could see you soon and if you wait a little, my pretty friend, until I come back to hold your hand, we'll be like bugs when they break through a cocoon. You know, I wish that I could see you soon. It's been a while since I felt like this and now I found someone I really miss. Under the sun, under the moon I wish that I could see you soon, angels How long till you can see her? And I'm like, the sooner the better Do you really think she'll wait for you? And I'm like, there's no way to say And there's nothing I can do Well, there is no, no way to say And there's nothing I can do Go! And I'm like, well, the sooner the better Do you really think she will wait for you? And I'm like, there's no way to say And there's nothing I can do Well, there is no, no way to say And there's nothing I can do Well, there is no way to say And there's nothing I can do No way to say And there is nothing I can do Travel news for beds, cards and bugs BBC Three Counties Radio the A602 in the Watton at Stone Bypass has been closed in both directions between Ware Road and the High Street because of an accident. In Dunstable on the A5, the High Street South is very slow around the junction for Church Street and it's busy on the M1 southbound between Junction 12 for Flittick and 9 for Redbourne. It's also busy on the M25 anti-clockwise from Junction 22 for St Albans to 18 for Chorleywood and clockwise it's very busy from Junction 22 for St Albans towards Junction 23 for the A1M at South Mims. London Midland have some disruption to train services between Bletchley and 
and Bedford and there's disruption to flights at Luton Airport. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Gosh, a busy one this morning. Prayers before council meetings. Fury over people dressing up as Rolf Harris. 03459 455 555. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, Bedfordshire Police misconduct hearing delayed. Egypt plane crash bodies return to Russia and prayers to stay at council meetings in Hertfordshire. BBC Three Counties Radio. A misconduct hearing into whether two Bedfordshire police officers mistreated an autistic man will be delayed until at least March next year. PC Christopher Pitts from Bedford and PC Christopher Thomas from Welling Garden City have already been found not guilty of assaulting Farouk Ali. However, the pair remain suspended as Ollie Bailey's reports. The delay has been caused because Beds Police has yet to find a suitable chairperson for the public hearing. The Police Federation say the wait is ridiculous and is costing public money as the two officers accused remain suspended with pay. The family of Farouk Ali have also expressed their anger at how long the situation is taking to be resolved. The bodies of more than 140 people killed when their plane crashed in Egypt have been flown home to Russia. Investigators say the plane disintegrated at a high altitude. But David Soucy, a former safety inspector, says it's possible the black boxes won't determine the cause. Now, if it is sudden, if it's an immediate and sudden thing, it's very difficult on those black boxes to determine what happened. What we, How we get into the why is when you have a cockpit voice recorder, and you can hear the conversations between the two pilots, uh, that kind of thing. But as we remember back in MH17, there was not much of that type of talk because it was so sudden. A doctor from Bedfordshire accused of a series of indecent assaults is due to stand trial today. 48-year-old Robert Lewis from Northbridge Street in Shefford faces charges relating to medical examinations between 1999 and 2003. A cross-party campaign has started to boost the funding of mental health services. Figures from the worlds of sport and entertainment are among those who signed an open letter to the government. Hugh Pym reports. The Liberal Democrat Norman Lamb, Andrew Mitchell for the Conservatives and Labour's Alistair Campbell have all had, either personally or through their families, experience of mental health issues. They say although mental health care was put on the same legal footing as physical health by the coalition government, that hasn't yet been turned into a reality for patients. They want more resources allocated in the forthcoming spending review. The Department of Health said nearly £1.5 billion had been pledged for children and young people's mental health over five years. A councillor has resigned because East Hertfordshire District Council has refused to remove Christian prayers from the start of their meetings. Councillor Adrian McNeese, who's only been in the role for five months, was outvoted by 42 votes to five. In sport, it was a 2-0 win for Luton Town against Dagenham and Redbridge in League Two. And Nico Rosberg won the Mexican Grand Prix ahead of Mercedes teammate Lewis Hamilton. The weather will be foggy this morning with mist persisting throughout the day. Where it does clear, it will be warm and sunny with temperatures around 12 degrees Celsius 54 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. I'm gasping. Thank you, Lee. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio.
Three minutes past seven, it's Monday, it's a new month, it's cold, it's damp, it's miserable out there. Beautiful, beautiful. Bring on the winter, guys. Bring on the winter. I was driving to work on Saturday to do the show with Catherine on Saturday. And just as I was going around the roundabout to get onto the motorway, I just had like three and a half second Christmas tingle. Three and a half second. A song came on. It wasn't a Christmas song, but it just reminded me of Christmas. Oh, three and a half second Christmas tingle. I booked Father Christmas yesterday. Sorry? I booked him. What for? For a session. Empty his sack. No, I'll be sweet. Presents. I'll just oh. take what I'm due. There we go. How do you book? What do you mean, what, what to go and see him somewhere? Because where we go, it's yeah. really good. You have to be, you go into his workshop and everything. Yeah. You get it for a proper half hour. Beautiful, beautiful. This is what we want. This is what. There'll be some people going, oh, Christmas, hey, Christmas. It's so commercialised. Brilliant. Bring on the commercialisationalismist of it. Bring it on. My kid wants a load of Lego Star Wars. He ain't going to get all of it, but he's going to get some of it. Isn't it funny? I mean, Lego was uh, Lego and Star Wars were the things when I was a kid, and my boys want Lego and Star Wars. Nothing. Thirty-five years later, nothing has changed. Love it, love it, love Halloween. We've still got bonfire night. Have a bit of that. Although in comparison, it's a little bit rubbish, but we'll still have some of that. And then we've got nothing till Christmas. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, 03459-455-555. Would you dress up as Rolf Harris to go to a Halloween party or a birthday party? Do you see a, do you see a problem with it? And prayers, Christian prayers, before council meetings. You are having a laugh, aren't you? What's the connection? You might as well do some Morris dancing, slaughter a chicken, and then read Stiltskin. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Did you see... um, Did you see the the pop video I retweeted, Catherine, at the weekend of the Morris dancers? No. Oh, it's flipping brilliant. Stealing Sheep um, by... uh, No, Apparition is the song. Stealing Sheep is the group. Um, I'm going to retweet it, right, and um, watch it during this next bit if you want. Well, I'll be paying attention during this next bit, but I will watch it. Oh, yeah. hang on a minute. Let me just, I can't, for some reason I can't retweet it. Andy Partridge from XTC has done it. Let me just get the link and then I'm going to uh, play it. Because it is, it is wonderful, right? It's What partly makes it so wonderful is um, it's all one shot. It's all done in one shot. Hang on. This is Wonderful. At Ian Lee, if you want to, uh, to, to follow. Uh, you, you have a little look at that. It's, I mean, the song, you know, I could take it or leave it. It's not, not my cup of tea. But the video is an absolute joy. Absolute joy. 03459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number. Now, the misconduct hearing into whether two Bedfordshire police officers mistreated an autistic man will be delayed until... <clears throat> drumroll, please. At least March of next year. The wait is because Beds Police has yet to find a suitable chairperson for the panel. The Police Federation say the delay is ridiculous and is costing public money as the two officers accused of chasing Farouk Ali remain suspended with pay. I would suggest that it's also um, uh, unfair on the family of uh, Mr Ali. Ian Middleton is Inspector's representative for the Bedfordshire Police Federation. Um, This is outrageous, isn't it, Ian? Well, as you say, Ian, you know, this has dragged on now for a number of years already, and the prospect of it going on until next spring at the earliest is unacceptable for everybody concerned. I, I couldn't agree more. So why is it taking so long? Um, well, as you'll be aware, the uh, Independent Police Complaints Commission took on the investigation into this, um, 
clearly there's been a criminal trial which the officers have been acquitted in already um, and that's that's obviously delayed the IPCC's ability to take forward their investigation in terms of the uh, the disciplinary matters which now need to take place. But, but the, that, the, but the criminal trial finished ages ago and the, and the IPCC oh, yeah, knew this was coming up. Here's the thing. people don't, A lot of people don't think that the IPCC is actually independent and they think that they work on behalf, uh, that, that they favour, uh, uh, they, they want a favourable outcome for the police. Now, whether that's true or not is almost irrelevant because things like this will only further encourage that line of thought, won't they? Well, I, I mean, absolutely, I can see that problem. The, the issue being that the Independent Police Complaints Commission are totally independent of us. Um, they, are, they are completely independent of the police, and it's vitally important that they are, they are and remain so. Um, you know, this, this is in no way due to the IPCC colluding with the police in any way, shape or form. It's but not then you would say that, conspiracy theorists would say. Pardon? But then you would say that, conspiracy theorists would say. Well, yes, but then... The conspiracy theorists might like to reflect on the fact that not only are Mr Ali's um, family being denied justice by the delay that's happening here, but the officers concerned and their families are going through yet another Christmas of deep uncertainty. Let's not lose sight of the fact that these officers potentially face the prospect of losing their careers as a result of this hearing. Well, but if they do lose their careers, then rightfully so. If they do lose their careers, that's because it's proven that they did something worthy of of losing their careers over. So, tough. Absolutely, but on the other hand, and, and let's not second-guess the outcome of any uh, tribunal when it finally happens, if they are exonerated, then they've been through a number of years now of deep uncertainty overhanging them. On and full I'm not pay? We're going to speculate about the outcome of the trial. On, on full pay? Well, so it could be worse for them. Pay, they're still denied the opportunity to conduct their jobs, and yeah. they're still denied the opportunity. But to there are two options. There, 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 the one is right. that they that they're found that they've done nothing wrong, so they go back to work. They've they've not lost any money. They've lost a couple of years' work, but they've not lost any money. The other option is that they're found guilty of, of um, being thoroughly unpleasant, and they they lose their jobs. They're still in, coming in, out. They're still coming out this better than the family, aren't they? Well, to be fair, the family have now had an opportunity to rebuild from this. The officers are still in limbo. No, no, they the haven't. They the haven't. Day. I think that's unfair to say that because the, the, they are still the family are still awaiting uh, what they perceive to be uh, uh, justice. They're still awaiting the IPCC's thing. So, so, to, so to say that they, that they that they can move on, I think, is 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 incredibly dismissive. Well, no, let me not be dismissive. The fact of the matter remains, though, that they are not suspended from their work. They're not suspended from an no, because they're not accused to... of beating up an autistic lad, are they? Well, let, as I say, let's not get into the. Well, you just did. You just did. So, so with great respect, you just the did. Of the issue. Let's let's also not lose sight of the fact that it's in nobody's interest, the officers or the families, that this matter remains delayed and is. is but with the greater respect, you, you you have you 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 keep you keep saying let's not uh, speculate on the outcome after you've kind of speculated on an outcome. So I'm happy no, to stick to that. No, well, no, well no, you kind of have. You said that you, they might lose their jobs. That's speculating they, on the outcome. They may lose their job. Yeah, well, you're speculating on the outcome and you keep asking me not to. That's a little one-sided. Well, okay, let's let's move away from that argument then and and revert to the fact that this remains overhanging everybody concerned and the fact that it's being delayed for this length of time is the issue we're discussing here. And it is unacceptable for everybody that this is continuing to drag on for this many months now. Mm. How many... um, There's this, Farouk Ali, Leon Briggs. How many officers are currently suspended on pay? Um, I'm not entirely sure of the number, but I think we're now into double figures. So I think we're into over 10 officers currently suspended. Wouldn't it be nice if um, black and Asian and autistic people didn't die in police custody or, or, or didn't get, you know, didn't have these, these things happening? 
to them? Well, yes, quite plainly, it would. It's interesting, isn't it, that you, that, um, you, you, you seem to think that the family are able to move on and you're more concerned about the police officers? No, that, well, let's not characterise it in that way. I'm not at all more concerned about the police officers. Well, you I did say that the family were able to move on while the, the police I officers had this hanging over them. I speak on behalf of the officers of Bedfordshire Police as a Federation representative, so quite clearly my interest remains with those officers. But I've it pains to say throughout that it's the family as well who are suffering as a result of this. Well, you just said that they could, they've moved on. Well, I've said they've had an opportunity to move on. I'm not saying they've been able well, to... I don't to think, I don't think they have. It's quite clearly that until this is resolved, they can't fully move on. And I'm, I'm the first to, to agree with you on that well, point. Well, so, second, because a minute ago you just said that they had an opportunity to move on. I'm, I'm confused. There, there has been time for them to move on from the incident. I'm not saying they've able to put it behind them, so please don't characterise what I've said in those terms. This remains outstanding, and I've said repeatedly, okay. it's not in anybody's interest, but it does. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, let's... Um, March 2016 is disgusting, though, isn't it? I mean, I don't understand why they can't find someone to chair it. Uh, March 2016, at the earliest, it could, be, it could be much later than that. So I'm led to understand, yes, and, I, and I, I'm also um, led to understand that one of the reasons that the delay has happened is because there is a delay in getting hold of the council, um, i.e. the lawyers that both sides want to represent their sides of the arguments at the tribunal. Um, what, what do you mean? Well, obviously the, the IPCC will use um, lawyers to represent their case, yeah. and the police federation, who obviously are representing the officers, will want lawyers to represent their side of the argument at the, uh, the hearing. So I'm given to understand that the availability of those lawyers is also a factor causing some of the delay in, in well, terms the of the, the, the family have, the family have got their lawyer, haven't they? The family have, but I understand there's some delay in the IPCC um, legal representation being available as well, so that's causing some of the delay. Okay. Just, 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 just again, <laughs> I'm finding your language fascinating. You, you, you could have specified it was the IPCC, but you said it, the, the both of them finding their counsel. Well, the family have got their counsel. The family council is one matter. So, um, yeah, I'm I know you weren't, you, but you could have been specific IPCC. and you chose not to be. I just wondered why that well, was. I can't be specific because that's what, only my understanding, and I don't well, speak for the IPCC. You'd need to speak to them. Obviously, no, but you've just been specific. Now we've just cleared it up that it, it that, that it, it's the IPCC that you suspect may have a problem securing the council, not the family. Yet your initial statement implied that both of them were having trouble no, securing I council. I didn't mention the family. Side. No, you I said you, no. You didn't. You didn't I mention either. You were vague. You didn't mention no. either. I had to question you to get the specifics of the police federation. Ian, I'm really trying to struggle to understand why your um, why your line of questioning is being so hostile on this point. No, I no, I'm, I like specifics. I like I like I like specifics. And you and if you listen back, I'm not having a pop. You were just you were just uh, a little bit vague, and you didn't specify that it was the police side that was struggling to find counsel. You said that you believed there was a problem in securing counsel for both sides, and I just wanted to hone in on the fact that the family they're ready to go. They're ready to go, and there was a, just a maybe I made it up, but there was just a kind of slight implication that the family are involved in delaying this when 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 they're not. Not at all. No, no, not. Well, at I'm all. glad we've clarified your words, that. Not mine. And no point have I suggested the family have been involved in any of this delay. So well, I if you listen back, if you listen back, if you listen back, Ian, you, you know, it just might help for, for, for when you talk about this uh, later date. Well, let's be absolutely clear then before we move on that at no point am I wanting to imply 
that the family have been in any, any way responsible for any of this delay. Well, I'm sorry if I misunderstood that. Their responsibility. Then I'm sorry if I misunderstood that. Ian, thank you very much indeed. Ian, Ian Middleton, Inspector's Representative for the Bedfordshire Police Federation. 03459 555555. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A602 Watton at Stone Bypass has been closed in both directions because of an accident between Ware Road and the High Street. Also, the A1M is slow southbound between Junction 9 for Letchworth and 7 for Stevenage, and it's also busy on the M1 southbound between Junction 12 for Flitwick and Junction 9 for Redbourne. On the M25, it's busier than usual in both directions between Junction 23 for the A1M at South Mims and the Junction 22 for St Albans. On the train to London Midland have disruption between Bletchley and Bedford because of problems with the rails, and also the expected delays in and out of Luton Airport because of the foggy conditions. That's also affecting the roads, making things slower than usual. Smart the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 7.16, it's uh, Monday the 2nd of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A misconduct hearing over the way two Bedfordshire police officers dealt with a severely autistic man has been delayed until at least March next year. A doctor from Bedfordshire accused of a series of indecent assaults is due to stand trial today. And a councillor has resigned because East Hertfordshire District Council refuses to remove Christian prayers from the start of their meetings. Every weekday from three. It's not just about what we bring you. Starting off on the M25, it's It's also about what you bring us. In the end, I could only eat off my ironing board. Your stories. Every room in the house was just... I was climbing over mountains of rubbish. Your humour. There's a reason why you earn the big bucks, you see. That sort of insightful comment is exactly right. Your opinions. Well, the culture's got to change because the police can't do it and the the traffic wardens are so busy, so the culture has to change. Parents do change into uh, different human beings when they are picking their kids up. Roberto Peroni. And everyone across beds, hearts and bucks. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. I've got some... Okay, 03459 555 is the telephone number. We'll talk about that more in a, in a bit. Now, a councillor has resigned after East Hearts Council refused to remove Christian prayers from the start of their meetings. Councillor Andrew McNeese, uh, Adrian McNeese, apologies, motioned to stop prayers taking place during official meetings, but was outvoted at a council meeting last Thursday. Well, Adrian joins me now. Morning, Adrian. Uh, good morning. When did you become a councillor? Uh, it was only in May of this year, in fact. Uh, and why did you want to do it? Um, essentially, my I got up a, a petition um, against a, a local development and um, got a huge amount of support locally. And they said, Adrian, you're great at representing the local community. Why don't you stand? OK, so um, you, you go to your first meeting. and Because uh, I, I was unaware of this, or maybe I, I think I knew, but I must have forgotten. Uh, did they do, do prayers at the first meeting? Yes, in fact, that was um, the beginning of my concern. Uh, I think the first meeting was May the 20th after the election in May, and uh, I was blissfully unaware of the fact that prayers were part of proceedings. And what, um, what happens? How does, you, you'll go in, you, you'll go and sit down, and then, and then what, a vicar comes out and says, right, we're just going to bow our heads for a second. How does it work? Um, well, yes, more or less. Um, there are 50 councillors, and uh, coincidentally all Conservative, Everybody goes in, sits down, and then uh, a minute or two later, the chairman comes in and invites the the, the chaplain uh, to come in. And the chaplain dog collar comes in, and everybody stands up. And for two to three minutes, um, a prayer said. I mean, on May the twentieth, they said the um, what was it? The Lord's Prayer, Our Father. 
Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread as we trespass against everybody else that does it. I could do, if I, if I, were, if I were on my knees, I could remember it. Well remembered. That's Thank you very much indeed. Um, the there we go. Yeah, well, yeah, we go. Um, and what do they, what do they pray for? What, 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 apart from the Lord's Prayer to one side, what, what are they praying for? You know, it's, it's actually difficult to remember or put your finger on, but I think it's just a, a general um, demonstration of the council's legal right to hold Christian prayers in the council chamber, and the majority of councillors are of a Christian uh, persuasion. And given that the law permits it, um, as of March of this year, in the Religious Observances Act, that's what they do, and it's at the invitation of the chairman. So it's very much the chairman's decision to do so, and uh, she chooses to do so. What's your beef with it, Adrian? Um, it simply has no place, I think, in uh, in modern life. I, I view this country, um, despite what others might say, as a secular country, and that is accepting of, of all faiths and none. Um, and as an atheist, I think it would have been a much better um, outcome if my motion last Wednesday was actually won and not defeated because it would have recognised uh, a, a sense of equality. Um, that's but you, you got chamber. thrashed massively, 42 votes to five. They mm -hmm. wanted it. They want to, they you know, just have a little chitty chat with God before they decide to close the library. They, they, they did. Um, and what was concerning to me was that I first raised the issue in, in May, to give this some context, with the leader of the council, Linda Hazy. Um, who acknowledged it, but it, it sort of was sidelined and there was a suggestion that it could be discussed at Conservative group meetings, which would have, would have not taken place in public. And that concerned me. But as a new councillor, I played the game. I, I kept quiet for a few weeks, which became a few months. And I thought, this isn't actually going to get discussed. And I then brought it up with the secretary of the Conservative group saying, can we discuss this at group? in July, I think it was, and, and it was dismissed as, as the fact he said there was not enough room on the agenda. So it was very much being sidelined, and I thought this has to have a public debate, and that's why I raised the motion, and the but, fact that it was lost may have been predictable. But why, but why, I don't understand why, why you quit. I quit because I, I would find it untenable to share a chamber with people who view their um, religious beliefs as well, exclusive, more important than anyone else's. And that, that's how I saw the outcome, because people, there are people of Jewish faith and Muslim faith and Hindu and Buddhism and people of no faith um, who don't get this privilege. And so it's a privileged position, which I just think is... Um, but it's not, they're not saying we're better than Jews or we're better than Muslims. They're saying this is a tradition that we've done. Some, I'm sure some of them believe in God and believe that, you know, their Christian God will help them make better decisions. I'm sure yeah. some of them are doing it because they, they like the tradition. I go to church because I like the tradition of it. Um, yeah. But to, 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 it could be argued, Adrian, that to refuse to, to, to sit with them is kind of, um, oh, I don't know, wimping out a bit. Well, well, no, in terms of the bigger picture, I suppose it's fair to say that um, I could have just stayed where I was and, and, yeah. accept, and accepted the outcome and, and proceeded as normal. But I, I view the matter as extremely important, essentially the separation of religion from state and that religion should play no part in local or, or ultimately in central government. And that I view this country as a secular one and uh, the, the privilege enjoyed by councils in this country and in Wales um, are in fact perhaps, as you say, more traditional, and Could and uh, the fact that they have in fact no basis in, um, well, government business. Uh, could you not? Could you not hack? Could you not hack the gig? Is that what it is? Be oh, honest. Is it just because you couldn't hack it? Oh no, I very.
very much enjoyed it. Yeah, I was on the development management committee. Um, twelve, there were twelve members in that committee, and I absolutely threw myself at that. And as but I, you couldn't work with them because they were Christians. No, no, that, not at all. I, I, I felt that it was important to draw um, publicity to this matter by doing what I did. I felt it that important um, because if, if you notice the Hearts and the Essex Observer poll that, that showed that 91% of the public in a 24-hour poll last week were in favour of abolishing prayers, I think I'm very much in line with public opinion on this one. Well, yeah, and, we, you know, uh, the, the J-Dog has gone out on the streets to talk about this. I'm, I, I imagine, I make up, he will get um, a, a similar response, but y- y- surely you could have... Still come to us and still go to the newspaper, but then but also worked as a counsellor. You, you, we have more power when we try and change from within, don't we? Well, I, certainly that's the the phrase or the aphorism. But in in reality, um, I don't know how much people know about local government. It's a very well-oiled machine, and the professional officers in their hundreds in their local authorities do a fantastic job, and and the guidance provided where necessary by political input is always going to be there of what political of whatever political persuasion um, and one less councillor in that regard is not going to change the running of local government I suppose but it's certainly drawing uh, publicity to this to this cause as I see it and there are many channels of, of uh, achieving social change I think in this country and you don't necessarily have to be in a council to do so Did you do what I've often done where there's like a tiny, tiny little thing really pees me off about someone I work with or a boss or, or, or a job. And I, I, I kind of make it into something really overly important. I go, right, well, well tell you what, s- stick it up your backside. And then I storm out. And then as soon as I get home and my wife says, well, you're going into work tomorrow? No, I just stormed out. I, I instantly regretted it. Did you have a little hissy fit and, and, and storm out and now regret it? I don't recognise that at all, no. Okay. Um, it, it, it ain't going to change because you've quit, though, is it? Uh, well, it may well not change. No, it'll have to. The, the struggle, as it were, of the separation of state and religion continues, whether I'm there or not, yeah. Mm. Uh, really interesting talking to you, Adrian. Thank you very much. I, 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 I appreciate you letting me probe your brain, so thank you for that. Not at all. Thanks a lot. There we go. 03459 455 Adrian Um I, I agree with him. I mean, I, I agree with him. It, seems, it does seem silly, doesn't it? You know, before you... Um... Here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. Imagine, dear listener, if you will, okay, um, there must be a council somewhere here that has a large number of Muslim um, councillors, okay? Mm -hmm. And there'll be people going, well, of course it's a right to have a Christian prayer before the the council meeting. This is a Christian country. Christian country. But imagine... Uh, imagine if um, in a council that's got a larger member of Muslim uh, councillors, they had a little Muslim prayer. They got the mats out and they all got the compasses out and It'd went be that way. It'd practical if that was the majority, wouldn't uh, it? Uh, uh, and they did that. Oh, Sharia law. Oh, can't have Sharia, can't have them doing their prayers. So it, it, you can't have one rule for one and one for the other. Right. So he then, can we just ask Ollie just Ollie, to keep the noise Ollie. down? We're on the air. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> Just be quiet, we're on the air. So, um, if, uh, you can't have one rule for one and one rule for the other. So let's just get rid of it for everybody. If you want to have a prayer, go, go, into the, the, go into the little prayer room or go into the room next door or go to the lavvy and, uh, and you just sit down and have a little prayer a few minutes before the meeting and that's, and that's fine. But that's let's not get diverted. This isn't about not offending anyone, is it really? It's about whether it's necessary. I mean, you know, is it necessary? Maybe God, maybe God does um, tell them that closing those lunch clubs for old people is right. Maybe that's where it's coming from. Maybe it's God's will, not mine, that's being done. Oh three four five nine, four double five five double five. Daily's taking that one to the street. I think I know what the answer is. Uh, 
is going to be from the streets. I think I do. Sometimes, I, you know, you never know what, what, what scrap of paper he's going to thrust under their noses. In the olden days, we yes. probably would have started a, a, every workday with a prayer. You know, Victorian times, I bet, in the workhouse. Let's all have a little prayer up first and then let's get back to the grimness. There's nothing wrong. Hey, listen, I, there's nothing wrong with it. I have a little prayer every now and then. Nothing wrong with a little prayer. Of course not. Sometimes I get down on my knees and have a little prayer. Just because it's kind of a nice, it's a uh, humbling thing to do. We, we could all do with a little humility. Um, it connects you with, if there is something out there, it connects you with the universe, connects you with the spirit, whatever, whatever. Comforting, isn't it? It's comforting. You know, just, just you know. You're not alone. Have a little chat with someone and that's that's all groovy. But but doing it before a council meeting, it seems a little bit, um, I mean, let's just go and slaughter a chicken, do some Morris dancing and, uh, and read some. Mark Twain, shall we? You know, it's we might as well do a bit of that. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Eight one three double three. Start your text three CR. Let's get the trav. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A602's been closed in both directions between Ware Road and the High Street because of an accident. On the A1 Great North Road in Chawston, it's slow southbound between the Great Barford Bypass at the Black Cat Roundabouts. And the M1 is very busy southbound between Junction 12 for Flittick and 9 for Redbourne. On the M25, it's busier than usual in both directions at Junction 23 for the A1M at South Mims. And there's a queue from Junction 22 for St Albans. It's also busy around the Junction for Potters Bar. And the M40 into London's very slow around Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handy Cross roundabouts. On the trains, there's delays on London Midland services between Bletchley and Bedford, and there's also disruptions to flights in Luton Airport because of the fog. Smart the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. Adrian makes a good point as well that having the Christian prayers also would be extremely unwelcoming for members of a minority in inverted commas religion. Um, yeah, and they, they'd say, well, you could always sit outside if you didn't want to be part. I always felt sorry for the. Um, when we had Christian assemblies at school, the Indian kids and the Pakistani kids had to sit in and be involved, at least sit there for the Christian prayers. And boy, oh boy, the first time um, a supposed white Christian child didn't bow their head for prayers. Oh, that was exciting. The Jehovah's Witness got to sit outside assembly and not be part of the assembly. Uh, I felt sorry for him, A, because we bullied him, because he was different, um, and B, because he wasn't... I don't know. I, I think that, that having Christian prayers is uh, exclusive not inclusive. 03459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past seven. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, a misconduct hearing into whether two Bedfordshire police officers mistreated an autistic man will be delayed until at least March next year. They've already been cleared of assaulting Farouk Ali, but Bedfordshire Police Federation says the time it's taking is unacceptable. A doctor from Bedfordshire accused of a series of indecent assaults is due to stand trial today. 48-year-old Robert Lewis from Northbridge Street in Shefford faces charges relating to medical examinations between 1999 and 2003. And a councillor has resigned because East Hertfordshire District Council has refused to remove Christian prayers from the start of their meetings. Councillor Adrian McNeese, who's only been in the role for five months, was outvoted by 42 votes to five. The weather will be foggy this morning morning becoming warm and sunny in places temperatures around 12 degrees celsius 54 degrees fahrenheit three counties sports bbc three counties radio 
Luton Town are up to 13th in League Two after yesterday's 2-0 win at Dagenham and Redbridge. Luke Guttridge opened the scoring just before the break with Alex Lawless doubling their lead midway through the second half. First team coach Haken Horetin was pleased with the performance. You know, these games are never easy. They're going to win Dagenham. They're a good team. We know their manager personally well and the, and, and the coaches here, Warren and, and Darren, they're great lads. And they are going to win, so they made it very difficult. But we, we had to make sure that we did the right things in the right areas to win the game of football. And we did that. You know, sometimes it's, it's, it's about working industriously hard without the ball, and today I think we did that. Elsewhere, there were wins for Watford and Wickham, but defeat for the MK Dons and Stevenage. Nico Rosberg won the Mexican Grand Prix. The Germans' fourth victory of the year ended Mercedes teammate Lewis Hamilton's three-race winning streak. The newly crowned world champion had to settle for second, and Rosberg is enjoying the feeling of victory. Unbelievable experience, especially the podium. You know, that is very clear. That was the best part of the whole weekend. It's just unreal. Best podium ever, you know, so wow. I felt like a rock star up there and it's just an unbelievable feeling. In cricket, England are replying to Pakistan's 234 on the second day of the final test. A few moments ago, they'd reached 64 for one. And Max Whitlock from Hemel Hempstead has become the first British man to win gold at the Gymnastics World Championships. Team GB came away with its biggest ever medal haul ahead of the Olympics next year. BBC Three Counties News and Sport with more at 8 o'clock. Oh, hang on a second, I'm fiddling with me, uh, with me leads. There we go, thank you. Not the kind to kiss and tell But I've been seen with Farrah I've never been with anything less than a nine So fine I've been on fire with Sally Field Gone past with a girl named Bo But somehow they just don't end up as mine It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building Much time in school, but I told ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine. Cause I'm the unknown stuntman that makes Eastwood look. Okay, cool. We've got a few uh, texts and emails about the, um, the the couple we were talking to. Ian, you need to listen back. What the other Ian said, and I always think when two Ians meet, it's, it's a weird vibe anyway. It's crossing the streams. There's hardly any, there's, there's, there's too many vowels in that conversation mm. and no hard letters. Uh, what Ian, the other Ian said was the IPCC and the Police Federation are waiting for lawyers. He never said or intimates the family lawyers. You got too feisty on this one. Listen back. Yeah. Um, the police officers were not found guilty in the court of law. They will be suffering from stress. You come across as very one-sided and biased. Are you saying that no white person has ever been abused or died in custody by the police? They're the Texas. Uh, and then on the emails, Ken says, I thought the British legal system was based on the principle of justice delayed is justice denied, by which case is 
by which cases must come to court as early as possible. The IPCC seem to operate outside this. Well, it's and not a court case, is it? It's a tribunal. No, but it's, but it's, still, it's, still, it's still justice, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and uh, Michael says, the IPCC are mainly staffed by ex-police officers. How on earth can they be independent? You would have thought when Tony Blair set up the IPCC, he would have made it truly independent. But both sides of the coin there. The pro and indeed the again, the heads and indeed the tails. And just to address that first one, I think you did at the end of that conversation say that if you'd misunderstood, you were sorry. And oh, yeah, he did yeah. use the term both sides. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. Um, it's Akbar Dad Khan. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Akbar. Do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I spent a couple of hours. Here, get this, Akbar. Here we go. Yeah. I spent a couple of hours last night in accident and emergency. What is that, Luton? Sorry? Was it at Luton? N- no, it was not at Luton. I'm not local. Um, mm, you live in the posh world. I live in the posh world, Akbar. You, yeah. People like yeah. people like you and the other listeners and the people, the riffraff that work on this show, Akbar, can only dream of the leafy mansions and suburbs. I look, a couple of yeah. hours in any. My, my youngest was, um, uh, um, how can I phrase this, twitting about in the bath, wouldn't do as he was told, climbed up on the windowsill, jumped off, gashed his chin open. Yes, that was the noise I made. How is he? How is he now, Ian? He's got, he's got a very sore bottom because he's, he's been told off furiously. No, he's all right. We went to A&E, right? And people give A&E a hard time. And we went in and uh, the woman said, I'll be honest, there's a really, really sick, sick kiddie at the moment. So, And all the nurses are kind of tied up. You're, you're going to be a while, right? In and out, two and a half hours. In and out, two and a half hours, and they were brilliant. I think it's really good that they told you that. Yeah, yeah, Otherwise, yeah. you'd be sitting there twiddling your thumbs, wondering what the delay yeah, was. Yeah, that's right. So there's a really sick kiddie. It's going to be, all the nurses are going, you're, you're going to be a while. When they tell you that, you, well, you what they say, you. You, you go, all right, fair enough. And there were loads of toys there, and we were playing and reading and playing. Here's the thing I've discovered, um, Akbar. Do you, mm. know, do you know where's Wally? Where's Wally? Where's Wally. Wally is where uh, Wally is, uh, Ian, we all know. Yes, but where is Wally? Um, uh, there he is, he's hiding <laughs> by... Oh, no, it's someone wearing a similar top. Uh, sorry, what? Where's Wally? Well, Wally, Wally as uh, is commonly understood, is uh, between our legs. Sorry? Not Willie Akbar. <laughs> Wally. Wally. I know where my uh, Willie is, Akbar. No, no. Hang on, let me Wally. have a oh. so, Wally. Where's Wally? Flipping it. This that took a, um, a, a nosedive or something uh, dive. Uh, but where's I, I, Wally? Are these annoying books, right, that my boys are really into, where it's a massive picture and it's got tiny, tiny people in it. And one of them is Wally. And you recognise Wally because he's got a red and uh, white striped jersey. He wears glasses and he wears a bobble hat. And I think he's got a bag as well, right? And they confuse it by having people that look like Wally in the picture. There's also a lady Wally. There's an evil Wally. And there's a few others. And then they have people that are wearing similar clothes or might have the glasses and all of that. And so you've got to find... Now... Normally, the Where's Wally books, the Where's Willy books, the Where's Wally books are massive, right? But in the in the hospital, they had a tiny one, and it was supposed to come with a magnifying glass. There was no magnifying glass, Akbar. So I'm, and so my, we're playing Where's Wally, and my boy went, could you find him, Daddy? And I had to keep finding Where's... Oh, I went, he's there. And the boy went, yeah, he's there. Next page, you find him, Daddy. So I was playing Where's Wally. Yeah. Ian, you are a very lucky person, and so is uh, your young boy, that uh, you went to... You're not playing with me. 
and 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 uh, you were you were out uh, after having received the treatment you within know, a couple of hours. it all about. We were very we yeah. were very yeah. blessed, and uh, I think nurses and doctors, I salute you, sir. But that's well, not what being... you've called in for, Rappa. What you got for us, boss? No, 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 no. Hey, no you've lowered I've, the tone. Uh, I have. Uh, I I want to discuss it. Uh, this uh, religious thing. Yes. Uh, this morning. Mm, yes. You know, I mean, it's it's a useful exercise to have it uh, have it uh, some 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 religious ceremony just before getting into the nitty gritty of uh, everyday life, and then there's no harm. And I think uh, yeah, in private, uh, it, in, it in private. Sorry, what? In no, private, no, do, no, it, do, no, it, do no. it at your home. When, it get, when you get up, have a get, get on your hands and knees, and you've got to get on your hands and knees. I don't, you don't no, have no, to, no, but no, it makes no, you more no, humble. Nobody's, yeah, nobody's getting on their hands and knees. Uh, it's, uh, uh, what I understand. Humility. The hands and knees things is humility. It is, it is, it is, Ian, but this recital of three minutes doesn't disturb anything. Yes, it, it does. It yes, it does. <laughs> No, you can't. You can't have. Pra- you you shouldn't have prayers before a council meeting. Before it's got no, What's should... it got to do with it? What's it got to do with uh, it? Nothing. Okay. Let me let me explain what's got to do with it. You okay. are getting into the serious business, and uh, before this, it, 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 there's no harm if we remind ourselves. Yes, there is. But there can be harm. There, but it can be harmful. It's not harmful for you. I'm get. I'm, I make up Akbar. You're Muslim, yeah? Yeah, I am. Right. Okay. So you believe in God, right? So it's not harmful to you, mm. but to those people who are unsure about God or do not believe in God at all, in fact, are certain there is no God, atheists and humanists, those people who feel they've been betrayed by a callous, wicked God, then having prayers before making decisions that are actually separate from religion can be offensive and can be harmful. It, it it cannot be, but let's let's discuss it in uh, in this way that the majority of of population of this country believe in some kind of a religion and some kind of faith uh, in in this country. Now, uh, starting from well, I don't that know tradition, if that's true. I don't know if that's true. People put down on the census their C of E, but that's just kind of out of habit. Well, it, it maybe maybe it's happened, but uh, you, you talk to any person uh, out on the street and uh, uh, within your family and with your friendship circle, okay. you, will, you will come across, you will find out that people have some kind of a religious. No, you will find some people that you'll find some people that are Christian. You'll find some people that are Jewish. Yeah. You'll find some people yeah. that are Muslim. You'll find some people that are Satanists. You'll find some people that say they are Jedi Knights. You'll find some people that that um, believe there is no God. You'll find and some people whose nana died when she was too young, so they hate God. You'll find some. You'll find all kinds of things, and that's what makes this country wonderful. Peter, good morning. Would you like prayers before a council meeting? Well, I believe Akbar thinks I it's a good idea. Mm. Akbar thinks it's a good idea. Well, I think it's a good idea because what you're literally well, saying. There you go, is, Ian. Well, there you go. Hang on, hang on. Just because Peter says it doesn't mean it's facts. Go on. Yes. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, what you're literally saying is no religion in the workplace. No, no, no. I'm not literally saying that at all. Well, no, not you, but personally. But I think the council's leaning that way, really. Well, well, no, the council voted to keep the prayers, so they're saying we want religion in the workplace. I'm not no, saying no religion in the workplace. I'm I saying religion. I'm saying. I'm saying, don't you thrust your um, uh, indoctrination that you've received on me? I'll make my own mind up one way or t'other. Well, I, all I'm saying is, if you're going to have, 
if you're going to have a council meeting, some people need to have a prayer for, for guidance. It doesn't matter who they're Yeah, yeah, yeah. To. But you don't need to do it with everybody, in front of everybody. Go to the lavvy. Do it in your car. Do it on the bus on the way so in. Sit there quietly. The Sit there quietly the and bow your head. Are you saying the same for factories? What has prayer got to do with making d- d- I mean, teddy bears and, and because, making sandwiches? Because there's religion in the workplace too. But I'm not saying there shouldn't be religion. But they don't, right? They don't, before um, when, before the siren goes off at nine o'clock, they don't get the tan. I go, OK, everybody, we're now going to pray, bow our heads and have a religious <laughs> prayer. They don't do that. <laughs> be religious, they, but keep it to yourself. They don't. Well, but that's what they're doing in this meeting. But you know, but you do see people praying in the workplace. Beautiful, then let them do it. I, I don't mind. Let them go and do it. But don't get everybody to do it. Don't. Also, it is slightly different, OK? It's slightly different because the council are making decisions, whereas in the factory you are making things, OK? So why should the decisions come from a Christian? Well, they're not holding you to, you to take part. You can stand there if you like. Would you, would you feel the same, Peter? Would you feel the same if it was mainly Muslim councillors and they all got their prayer mats out and faced East and had a little prayer up to Mecca? And, and, yes, uh, as long as I could just stand there, yeah. That would be all right, would it? Ian. So. Yes, Akbar. Uh, Ian, Ian. No, yes, Akbar. Let's, let's, let's imagine the situation that uh, Luton Town Hall is uh, full of uh, Muslim councillors. Uh, let's majority. imagine that for a second, yes. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, let's, let's imagine, right? I'm imagining. And, uh, uh, right, and uh, um, uh, they they decide to um, call in their imam to say a prayer. And yeah. now the, 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 that prayer will be very short, and uh, everybody. What's it got to the... do with whether you're closing a library or not? Because, no, no, because, nothing. No, no, it's irrelevant, Ian. It it's is relevant. irrelevant, Akbar. It's, it's irrelevant. For goodness sake. It, 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 for goodness sake, it's irrelevant. For goodness because... sakes, I've got the hippie, hippie shakes. It's irrelevant. <laughs> well, Ian, 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 you're not being yourself today this, uh, on, on this point. What are you talking uh, about? What you, I'm not being myself today on this point. I've got to be more myself than I've ever been. No, I'm feeling no, a freedom I've never no, felt Ian, before in this place. You, studio. You, you are too intelligent and too clever to go for you. No, hang on. In a serious Ian, honest, if Peter. Digging, if you keep digging, you're fit for Halloween. What on earth are you talking about? You're making this say that I'm saying this. You're making it sound like I'm saying this because um, I'm doing it just to be snarky or, or to be shocking. There. Not at you all. I genuinely, I genuinely think, right, having a prayer to what many people perceive, perceive to be a fairy story. Let's all get out the Brothers Grimm and read about Rumpelstiltskin and Babes in the Woods, shall we? You're, you're, so you're an atheist. Let's have a little pray. Let's have a little pray up for um, Are you Hansel. I tell you what. Before we decide whether we're going to close the disabled autistic kids um, lunch club, let's read Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> Ian, 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 just just one short uh, observation on this. Yes. That before the start of this 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 proceeding meeting in Luton Town Hall, where the majority are Muslim councillors, yes. uh, if if their Imam comes in and recites a a verse from Quran which talks about say artistic about artistic children for five minutes. It's got nothing no, to do nothing. with it, guys. No, we've got, we've got, guys. No, no, no. We've no, got to move on. No, yes, yes, that, yes, 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 yes. Yes, we've got to move on. I've got one final. I've got one final question for you, Peter. Yes. Where's Willie? Where's Willie? Travel news for beds, hearts, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the A602, the Watton at Stone Bypass has been closed in both directions between Ware Road and the High Street roundabouts. On the A1M southbound, it's very slow from Junction 9 for Letchworth to 7 for Stevenage. And it's also very busy on the M1 southbound between Junction 13 for Bedford and 9 for the A5. Reports is because that's because of the fog. It does look very foggy on the cameras at the moment. On the M25, it's busier than usual in both directions at Junction 23 for the A1M at South Mims. And there are delays from Junction 22 for St Albans on the approach. And on the trains London Midland have delays between Bletchley and Bedford because of the problem with the rails and also at Luton Airport the fog's causing some disruption to flights in and out Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you Sammy 7.47, these are your headlines. A misconduct hearing over the way two Bedfordshire police officers dealt with a severely autistic man has been delayed until at least March next year. And the doctor from Bedfordshire is accused of a series of indecent assaults and is due to stand trial today. Let's get the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. A very foggy start to the day across all three counties. Dense fog patches across the board and the Met Office has a yellow weather warning in place. Visibility considerably reduced. It's going to be quite stubborn as well. We've got some drier air moving in from the continent really post lunchtime we could start to see some bright or some sunny spells after that point but before that it is going to feel rather chilly maximum temperature today 12 celsius now if we get rid of the fog it is going to feel quite mild as that sun appears as it did yesterday in some parts so for some places we could get up to 14 15 celsius but if you stay with the fog it's going to be more like 12 overnight tonight it's a repeat performance if you lose the fog it's just going to reform it's another misty and murky night minimum temperature down to six celsius and for tomorrow an overcast and misty morning but the mist tomorrow will lift perhaps a bit quicker thanks to a little more of a breeze so it's going to lift although into low clouds it's going to stay rather dull tomorrow temperatures similar and mild at 14 celsius and that's your forecast cheers my dears Dealey's coming up next three counties sport tomorrow night mk dons takes center stage we'll be with them at home to struggling charlton for all the build-up we need to be better in the final third of a game. We need to make sure that we're ruthless for 90 minutes. Live commentary on the whole game. My goodness me, there's moments in games that you could cling on to and that may be one of them. And all the reaction at the final whistle. I think my players conducted themselves wonderfully well from the first whistle to the last through every eventuality. MK Dons versus Charlton at Stadium MK. Tomorrow night from 7 here on BBC Three Counties Radio. 03459 double five. Morning, player. I've got a great idea for you. Yeah, go on, boss. Okay. Akbar's armchair. Every single oh, week sure. we go to Akbar's home, we put him in wow. the armchair, and he talks about the news of that week. Akbar's or, armchair. Or he plays Where's Wally? That's um <laughs> Where's I mean, Wally? Wow, that I mean that really came from nowhere. Yeah, it was brilliant. Uh, Justin, it was such a busy show today. It re- I don't know mm. what's going on, but I'm, I'm certainly enjoying myself. Uh, the, the story, we've not even had time to focus on this, and I thought this would be the main thrust. Uh, there's a great story in the papers. A Rolf Harris um, uh, Halloween fancy dress outfit. You can hire mm. it. I can see it now if you go to script2screen.co.uk. It's there. £23.50, five days. I yep. wouldn't wear it, because if I did work at the BBC, I'd get the sack. Yep. A younger me could see why people might find this amusing. Absolutely. Um, I've taken uh, the picture of the costume onto the streets this morning and I've been asking people, are they offended by this? Here's what people had to say. Sick. Definitely sick. Yeah. No, I shouldn't be promoting Ralph Harris at all. If you went to a party at the weekend and somebody had hired that costume and turned up to a party dressed up as Ralph Harris, what would you do? Mm, I'd tell him I thought it was sick. Yeah, definitely tell him I thought it was sick. No, I don't like that at all. That's terrible. How can they do that? Well, because of what's happened in his profile and all that. Okay, you're a bit of a geezer. Let let me put it to you. If somebody came dressed up to your Halloween party like that as Rolf Harris... I wouldn't be happy. I wouldn't be happy. 
I wouldn't be happy, no way, not at all. Do you think it might turn violent? Do you think you might hit that person? W- w- would you go that far? Yes, I probably would. Yes, I wouldn't be happy at all. Seriously, you go that far? Even yeah. if it's one of your good friends, you go yeah, that far? I'd still be offended, honestly. Yeah, I don't think I could put up with that. My initial reaction would be to laugh, but if I actually thought about it, mm-hmm. um, then no, it is a bit ridiculous, actually. It's, um... If you went to a Halloween party or you went to a fancy dress party and somebody was dressed up as Rolf Harris, would you, would you be offended by that? I don't think I would personally be offended, but I would question the need for it. Um, There's a certain line that you have to draw with humour. Basically, a joke has to have a victim. But how do you draw a line at where what you can use as a victim in this day and age is very, very difficult. That is a really interesting line. Every joke has to have a victim. I appreciate your time. Very interesting. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. I, I, I think we're programmed to say that we are outraged and disgusted. And actually, think about it. They, we, they, they, um, we've all made sick jokes. We've all made inappropriate jokes. Justin, um, listen, that was cracking stuff. That prayer uh, conversation with yep. uh, Akbar and Peter d- 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 kicked off. Can you take that one to the street for us, boss? Absolutely. I'll talk to you a bit later on. Cheers, Justin. We'll have a bit more time to chat as well later on. Thank you very much indeed. I just want to move on to this busy show. You right, Kath? Yeah, I'm fine. Good. A group of women from Luton say they were turned away from a nightclub because they're black. Eleven friends travelled over 100 miles to Birmingham for a birthday night out. Despite having booked in advance, they were turned at the door, they say, because they were told the club didn't let in groups of black people. Well, Jess Gregory from Luton was one of them. Morning, Jess! Morning! What happened? Exactly what you've just said. Um, We turned up at the door, um, they told us we went on the guest list, despite us having proof that we had sent them the names. And they asked us to step aside, um, to which Dorman told one of the girls they don't think groups of black people here. Um, and a manager handpicked a couple of the lighter-skinned girls um, and said they could probably get in, but the rest of us couldn't. Did you hear him saying it? Uh, yeah, the manager said that in, in front but did of you, did, did of you hear, Did you hear the, the bouncer saying to the other person, we don't let in groups of black people? No. No, I didn't. He had that conversation to the side with with a girl called Sinead Watson, one of the girls in our group. Okay. Um, And that's where I kind of stumble a bit with this story. Okay. Um, The fact that the the, the kind of key... The key part that this this story hinges on only happened... How many many were were there of you? Eleven. Eleven. And and only one person heard that? Well, I believe she was with another girl. Um, but essentially, the, the other manager who pointed out a couple of the lighter-skinned girls and said they could come in, mm. and essentially then told the rest of us we couldn't. How had the evening, exactly how had the evening panned out? What, 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 what had you been doing before? You'd gone up to Birmingham. Uh, Goodness knows why you go to Birmingham. It's a, it's, a, uh, well, it's, a, it's a fabulous place. I used to work there. Um, so, OK, so go on. You got to the hotel. Uh, yep, got ready. Uh, got in two taxis. We had two seven-seaters and literally got the taxis to drop us right outside um, this particular club. And that was it. So it was the first place we went to. Okay, we hadn't been anywhere else. It's the only place we'd booked, so we just headed straight there. Okay, because the club say you were drunk. Not true. Not true at all. No, I'm not a very good drinker, so that. <laughs> that's not true. Um, if that was the case as well, we probably wouldn't have gotten anywhere else, but we walked straight into somewhere else with no problems at all. So, no, we weren't drunk. Uh, any other black people turned away? Yes, um, there was a group um, of white people behind us and then following them there was a group of three black girls and a black guy who were also told they weren't on the guest list enough to leave the queue. The thing is, Birmingham is, 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 Birmingham is, is, is um, a place of all colours. You know, exactly, it's it's a very shocking. Well, which is which is why I, I'm going to say it right, and this is and I, I I don't believe this, okay, and maybe it's because okay. I don't want to believe it, okay. 
Um, but Birmingham is a place of all different hues and colours, and I just Definitely. wonder why a, a place in Birmingham that is so multicultural would make such a poor business decision to turn away people of a certain colour. Um, we, we felt the same, um, despite them actually saying the words. It seemed quite odd because Birmingham isn't like that. I've got friends and family mm. in Birmingham. It just it seemed quite surprising. But since I put that post up, um, I've probably had about 30 different people all contact me and say, we've had exactly this problem, exactly this problem. Men, women. With the not, same not venue or different ra- venues? Yeah, no, no, same venue. Yeah. Um, there was another group who said actually it wasn't a racing. Essentially, they actually told them they were too fat to get in. Um, so this is this is a bigger oh. thing. They, they handpick who they believe in their eyes beautiful enough to be inside their establishment, and everybody else isn't good enough. And that's what they're telling people, and that's not right. And that's what I'm standing up for. And if this happened, uh, you know, if this happened, uh, it, 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 of course it's disgusting and it's shameful. I'm just, I'm just. Can you understand why I'm trying to get my head around it a bit? I mean, it's. <laughs> We didn't actually believe they would have come out with it, and people yeah. question why we didn't film it and things like that. But essentially, we never thought anyone would come out with that no. sentence. No, you don't expect um, them to say that. No, not at all. And to be honest, if you, when we turned up there, the queue was predominantly white, and we thought that was quite odd. Um, but didn't think anything of it. Got in the queue as normal, and just thought, it's just, who cares? You know, when we're booked to come here, let's get in. Um, so when they then had this whole thing at the door, it kind of slowly made it a bit more evident that they have a specific clientele that they wish to go in there. Mm. Um, And it's been evident with people coming forward and saying, actually, we've had exactly the same problem. Um, I mean, there was a girl who had an issue with employment there a little bit before us. Um, where she actually asked for a job there and they said, we need less Afro-Caribbean staff. They, they made that statement. <laughs> um, again, I, I, so, again I, you know, this is all hearsay. And, um, you know, kind of the... the, the I want to say journal, I'm not a journalist. The, the, the questioner in me, this is hearsay. And again, the, what was apparently said to your the member of your party is hearsay because you didn't hear it. No, I mean, essentially their actions would prove everything that she said. Her well, no, not, no. That, 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 you not being let into a nightclub does not prove it's a racist nightclub. It does when they essentially say, because we do not let in groups of black which, people which here. Is he, which is hearsay. Well, if, if, if they made that comment to me, would it still be hearsay? There's a good question. There's, there's a head scratcher. Uh, let me read the statement. It's the Bamboo Bar uh, le- in Birmingham. Let me read the statement. As a licensed venue, we will never... Dis- I know we mentioned it just in case anybody goes, oh, we, hang on a minute, do you remember we went there and they wouldn't let us in? Because, you know, whatever. As a licensed venue, we will never discriminate on the basis of age, race or religion. The females were denied entry due to our adherence to a scheme to reduce binge drinking. This scheme is organised between all bars in the Southside area. Staff accounts and CCTV confirm that the females attempted to gain entry with white cups. Did you have white cups? No. Okay. Which we could only assume would be alcoholic drinks. A judgment call was made in accordance to our adherence to the above-mentioned scheme. There was no white cups. I didn't have a white cup in my hand. Um, essentially, if that was the case, then why didn't they say that to us at the time? Mm. Because what they did is say it was guest list. Essentially, a couple of days later, put a statement out blaming capacity. Oh, okay. This is the third story that they've come up with. Um, I also emailed them and contacted them, and they have failed to contact me directly. Well. So essentially, if they had a genuine reason why they believed they, they should not listen, then they should have contacted me and told Well, me again, they're not going to, you know, if you're going to the press and stuff, they're not going to get in touch with you directly. They're going to... Uh, if this happened, then it is, it, it's outrageous, you know, and I'm not in any way defending that if it happened. And uh, Did you have a good night afterwards, Jess? 
We did. It, I don't don't get me wrong. It painted the evening. It yeah. made us feel a little bit bitter, but essentially we do. went somewhere else with no problems because we weren't drunk. Um, <laughs> went somewhere else and enjoyed the rest of our evening. Um, well, went back to the hotel and headed home. Listen, I'm glad you had a good evening. Um, I, I I appreciate you allowing me to question you so vigorously. So thank you, Jason. <laughs> no, do you know what I mean? Because I, I I don't want to come across as snarky as anything. I'm just trying to get my head around it. Uh, and um, you know, thanks for coming and talking to us. You're welcome. Thank Cheers. you for having me. Cheers. Bye bye. Bye bye. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In, on the A602 at Watton at Stone Bypass, it's been closed in both directions because of an accident involving a motorbike between Ware Road and Mill Lane. On the M1 southbound, there are delays because of the foggy conditions between Junction 13 for Bedford and 9 for Redbourne. And it's also busier than usual on the M25 in both directions at Junction 23 for the A1M. And there are queues on the approach from Junction 22 for St Albans and from Junction 24 for Parters Bar. In Beaconsfield, Park Lane's very slow southbound, but just before the junction for London Road with congestion from the A413 in Amersham, Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. Busy show, man, busy show. OK. Prayers before council meetings. Oh, it's going to be a nonsense, isn't it? And Would you dress up as Ralph Harris for, for a bit of fun? 03459 555 555. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock, I'm Liak. New the headlines, Bedfordshire Police misconduct hearing delayed. The man is seriously injured after a fight in Watford and prayers to stay at council meetings in Hertfordshire. BBC Three Counties Radio. A misconduct hearing into whether two Bedfordshire police officers mistreated an autistic man will be delayed until at least March next year. The two officers have already been found not guilty of assaulting Farouk Ali. But Ian Middleton from Bedfordshire Police Federation says the time it's taking is unacceptable. Not only are Mr Ali's um, family being denied justice by the delay that's happening here, but the officers concerned and their families are going through yet another Christmas of deep uncertainty. Let's not lose sight of the fact that these officers potentially face the prospect of losing their careers as a result of this. A plane carrying victims from Saturday's air crash in Egypt has arrived in Russia. All 224 people on board were killed when the Airbus came down shortly after takeoff from Sharm el-Sheikh. Mike Vivian, the former head of flight operations at the Civil Aviation Authority, says the plane's history could be significant. This aircraft did have an accident in 2001 when uh, it hit the back, at the bottom of the aircraft, underneath the tail. It's called a tail strike. There have been cases in the past where similar incidents have happened, and believe it or not, the aircraft have broken up in mid-air. A man has been left with serious head injuries after a fight in Watford. Police were appealing for witnesses to the attack in the parade yesterday morning. Sarah Jenkins reports. The fight broke out at 20 to 2 in the morning between two men and a group of four or five men. One of the two men, a 33-year-old man from London, was knocked to the ground. He's being treated in Watford General Hospital for what's believed to be a bleed to the brain. Two men, aged 20 and 22, have been arrested on suspicion of causing grievous bodily harm. 
A doctor from Bedfordshire accused of a series of indecent assaults is due to stand trial today. 48-year-old Robert Lewis from Northridge Street in Shefford faces charges relating to medical examinations between 1999 and 2003. A councillor has resigned because East Hertfordshire District Council refuses to remove Christian prayers from the start of their meetings. Conservative Adrian McNeese was outvoted by 42 votes to five. I view this country, um, despite what others might say, as a secular country and that is accepting of of all faiths and none Um, and as an atheist I think it would have been a much better um, outcome if my motion last Wednesday was actually won and not defeated because it would have recognised a sense of equality. In sport, it was a 2-0 win for Luton Town against Dagenham and Redbridge in League Two and Nico Rosberg won the Mexican Grand Prix ahead of Mercedes teammate Lewis Hamilton. The weather will be foggy this morning with mist throughout the day. Where it does clear, it will be warm and sunny with temperatures around 12 degrees Celsius, 54 degrees Fahrenheit. You get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you very much, Josh. Well... <laughs> Catherine, you know I'm not a massive fan of the Facebook. Yeah. I know I grew, now I remember one of the reasons why I've um People don't people post some things on there. Flipping heck. I've, I've I've befriended someone on Facebook. I've not I've only got about six or seven friends on Facebook, right? I don't really, I don't really use it for that. I befriended an American man who mm. um um who um who works in an industry and I'd like to I I I need to make contact with him, okay? Yes. That's one friend, the guy. He's just uh, shared a picture. I mean, I, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Right? What's he done? It's a picture, picture of uh, a little girl who's obviously going through cancer treatment. Uh. Am I beautiful? Like? Yes. Ignore? No. Wow. Underneath, she's having cancer. Don't scroll down without ty- typing "Amen." Like and share if she is cute. Don't ignore. Flipping heck. Oh, I don't like that. No, I don't like that. I'm, I'm sorry, sir, but um. And I, I, I would be I, shocked I, if her parents like that. Unfriend, unfriend. <laughs> I mean, flipping heck. I'm, I'm so out. Is that what does that happen? That kind of stuff on Facebook a lot, is it? Flip. I don't go on there very much myself anymore. Flipping heck. Jeez. It's bad enough when it's. If you're my friend, you'll put a comment on here. It's like, if you're my friend, don't send me nonsense. It's like a chain letter. I'm not 12. Wowzers. I mean, gosh, the internet really is. um... But that... I've ignored that little girl. Gosh, how heartless. No, I'm not heartless. I'm sensible. Right, busy show this morning. Um, uh, The uh, Rolf Harris costumes, you got a problem with it? I haven't, and I can understand why some people might find it funny. Also, that guy at the beginning of the Vox said, why would we celebrate Rolf Harris? You're not celebrating him, you're ridiculing him. You're celebrating the macabre and the distasteful, which is what a lot of British humour is based on. A lot of humour is based on um, um, stuff that we're not meant to laugh at. It's the naughtiness of it. I don't personally have a massive problem with people dressing up as Rolf Harris or Jimmy Savile. There are so many caveats and asterisks and brackets after that sentence mm-hmm. that I, I, it would take the rest of the show to explain them. So that's kind of a very lazy shorthand. Daily Mail, you're welcome to it. Facebook, you're welcome to it. Do as you want with that because I know where I'm coming from. 03459 455 555. We spoke to former councillor Adrian McNeese. He quit the gig because they were saying prayers before the council meeting. I think quitting maybe is a little bit strong, but I, I agree. Prayers before a council meeting? What the heck has that got to do with anything? And you're not saying this because you don't like prayers? No, I love a little prayer up every now and then. I'll go and I, I'm, I'm kind of... Um, I, 
I'm sort of atheist agnostic. I'm, I can't even decide whether I'm an atheist or agnostic. Gosh. I'm somewhere in between those two. I mean, well, that, that's just an insane thing that makes no sense. Do you know what you are? Ripe for conversion. Ripe for radicalisation, mm-hmm. this boy is. I like a little prep. I go and sit in church sometimes just because I like... I go to church services sometimes because I like the tradition of it, but... I just think when you're making decisions like that, I think it's inappropriate. If you want to have a prayer, do it. Do it on the bus. Do it in the park. Get there five minutes early. Sit in the car. Go in the lavvy and do it. Go and if, if there's a group of you that want to do it, hey, that's great. That room at the end of the hallway is free. Go and use it. Go and all oh, the music's finishing. Is it? Oh, blimey, I've never, I've never heard this bit before. It's like when you get the, you get the theme tune to Murder She Wrote, and there's a middle eight you've never heard of. Listen to this. Let's enjoy this, shall we, guys? That's the um, that's the, the that's the uh, extra that's the bridge from Starsky and Hutch. That's incredible. That's the twelve-inch remix. Wowzers! That was powerful stuff. Mm. I've never spoke so long about nothing. Oh, hang on. Yes, I have. I'm still riding the faders. There's nothing to ride, Mama. There's nothing to ride anymore. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. If you want to go and have a little prayer, this group of you beautiful. There's a room just down the end there. You go and do it. We start at eight o'clock. Okay, so make sure you're all sat in your seats by eight o'clock. If you want to sit there and just you know. Just lower your head. However you want to do it, it's, it's groovy. Just don't make us all do it. It's weird. It's weird. Do you know what? The argument is not. It doesn't have to be any more detailed than that. It's just weird. Da 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 da. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Now. The Police Federation is criticising the decision to delay a misconduct hearing into two officers' treatment of an autistic man from Luton. The Farouk Ali case won't be heard until March 2016, at the earliest, guys, because Beds Police need more time to find the right person to head up the panel. The Police Federation say the delay is ridiculous and is costing the public money, as the two officers accused remain suspended with pay. Atik Malik is the family's uh, lawyer. Morning, Atik. What are yours and the family's views on this delay? Hi there. Um, we, we couldn't agree more. We absolutely couldn't agree more. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. With what? Uh, the Bedfordshire Police have known about uh, this p- potential misconduct hearing for many months now. Uh, and to be in a position now to say we, we cannot find a chair is just unacceptable. It really is. Oh, well, I, I don't know. Who do, they, who do they need to chair it up? What, what type of person does it need to be? A misconduct hearing is just like another employment uh, law hearing. Um, so we just need someone who's not connected to um, this in any way, who's familiar with normal employment law principles and, and police policies and procedures, um, who's independent from this investigation in any way and is able to sit and, and chair it. I mean, a, a, a normal organisation, you could have a person from HR chairing it. Uh, they're looking for a lawyer. I mean, Thames Valley Police um, had a similar issue a few months ago, and within a month of an inquest finishing relating to potential allegation of police brutality, they had their public misconduct hearing without without a hitch. So it's shocking that almost a year. Does on, the person get paid? Um, well, the is, yes, of course they do. Yes, right. Well, then, well, I don't. Then you know, you just go. You, well, surely it's easy to find someone to say, right, okay, we've got a few a few months working. We need someone to come and sit this. Who's who's free? There must we be someone. But I think on the cake is that apparently we only started advertising for someone for this post last month. Mm. <laughs> the thing is as well, because the, the, the family is suffering, um, but uh, also the coppers are suffering as well, aren't they? they, they they're, Everyone's um, suffering. 
the police officers suffering who are involved, the families are suffering, the taxpayer is suffering. And wider than that, generally, um, the British community who wish to see an end to this are suffering because there are people um, who have strong feelings about um, how a disabled person may have been treated. But we should see how British police are going to deal with this. The people of Luton are very concerned about what happened and we should see an end to this and, and a conclusion. I mean, it's been going on for far too long. What do you hope to get out of it? Because both... Uh, it's two men, isn't it? That They were found not guilty in a court of law. So, so they're innocent. In the criminal court of law. Yeah. Um, but you remember this is a misconduct here. And so, for example, if you work in a workplace and you're um, discriminatory to your work colleague, you might not be criminalised for it, but you can be dismissed for it. Um, and the report that was published is 127 pages long. And there's a, a huge volume of unlawful acts which are not necessarily criminal, but are wrong in law. Um, so all of those need to be looked at and explored at the uh, misconduct hearing. And what the family want and what we want is closure. Let's at least get some sort of closure if on this and move on. They've been found not guilty in a court of law, so in the eyes of the law, they're innocent. In a criminal court of law. In a criminal court of law. If the IPCC, when they finish their stuff and they go, yeah, no, we can't find anything here. We're, we're happy for these two, these officers to come back to work. As far as we're concerned, they have done nothing wrong. Yeah. Would you count that as closure? Would you be? Would you and the family be happy with that? Or, or, or are you? You know, it, it seems I make up, and maybe you'll correct me, Atik, that, that yourself and the family will only be happy when they get the answer that they want. See, what's very interesting about this um, case is the audio recording. Um, and the audio recording, it, as far as we're concerned, and I'm very pleased that it's a public misconduct hearing and people like yourself and most of the public can hear it, is very clear as to what is said. And it is um, discriminatory uh, terminology that is being used. And for that reason, from the family's perspective, there is only one conclusion that can be reached when one hears And that. you've heard, you've heard yeah. that recording? I've heard it. Um, anybody who attended a criminal case heard it. But again, you, 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 and the family will not be happy. Again, and this is, you know, I've not heard it. This is, this is your opinion, and it was that was that was used in the court in the court proceedings against them, was it? That's correct. Yeah. Wasn't enough to find them um, guilty in a criminal court of law. No. It wasn't. If the IPCC comes back and says um, uh, that they are they are innocent, in, I don't know what the term would be, but they are innocent in in, in the eyes of the IPCC, you won't be happy. No, well, I haven't heard that recording enough. That's true. What does the recording say? Bearing in mind we've got young ears, so keep your language. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, the recording, amongst many other things, says just before the incident, um, the famous F word and then the famous P word is used to um, describe that people are from the... Uh, oh, so P is in the, 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 the abbreviated version of Pakistani? Yes. OK. Yeah. And, and that's all clear. Uh, and such a, so unacceptable that, is, um, and is that it and I'm, I don't I don't want to say is that it that sounds really dismissive but that sounds dismissive and I'm not dismissing those phrases no. but is that it no after the incident we, what you then hear is laughing and ridicule about this young man's disability what do the they say he shouldn't be he was, what was said was something along the lines of these people should not he should not be allowed out if he suffers do from they say it do they say it to Farouk Ali or his family they say it to each other. As they right. Go because, because, and again, listen, Atik, you, you know I like to question and I'm not, you know, I, I, you no, know that's good, that's I've good, been yeah. accused of being biased to, to, towards, yeah. you know, the family today, so I'm kind of going the other way as well. Um, if they didn't say it to Mr Ali or any of his family, if they said it to themselves, we all, I say stuff to, I'll say stuff to Kath, possibly about you, 
um, yeah. you know, about the stuff that's happening in the show after the show that I could never broadcast because it would be inappropriate. could never say it to anyone else. She gets my sense of humour. She gets what I need to diffuse after a show. I've, um, I have doctors in the family. They make jokes about dead people because that's how they deal with the, the what they have to... That's how they let off the steam that, they, that accumulates throughout the day in their horrible job. Could it not be argued that, yeah, the, 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 these police officers, if you say they said these words, I've not heard the tape, that um, they said it privately, they didn't say it to anyone else. What they say privately is irrelevant. We would say no, no in this situation because it places into context what's, what's just happened, what their feelings are about what has just happened. And more importantly, when we are talking about police officers, we are talking about a higher level of accountability. 24-7. 24-7. They can't say anything uh, that could, that, 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 if anyone overheard, could be taken out of context. They can't say anything offensive or dismissive or anything at any point in their lives because that, I think, is, is impossible. You know, And you can absolutely, say... Absolutely, I agree with that. Not 24-7, but when there's been a serious incident and you are looking at a recording to see what is their behaviour, what has happened, why has it happened, and what you're hearing is ridicule and, and a complete lack of empathy of this person with disability, and this person is doing this during the course of their employment, you know, seconds after a serious incident, it's completely unacceptable. I mean, we place our trust in these people to look after us and our vulnerable members of our society. Will um uh, uh this, this record will this recording ever come in the public domain? Do you think? Well, um, as far as I'm concerned, it should be in the public domain already because when it was heard in a criminal court, that's a vast public domain, and the only reason it hasn't been released is because of this misconduct hearing. Right. When a misconduct hearing takes place, that's again a public domain. So after this public misconduct hearing has finished, um, I would. I would hope that yes, it does because there's no reason why it should. It's not restricted. It's not confidential because everyone's heard it. I think really interesting uh, chatting with you. Uh, uh, keep in touch. I mean, with the, they say March next year is the earliest. It, I mean, it could be even later than that, couldn't it? No, no, I'm not going to hold my breath. No. All right. <laughs> Listen, nice to talk to you. Thank you. And again, I, I appreciate the fact that you're... Uh... He comes on and he, he allows a robust questioning. Uh, Attic Malik, oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Let me press that button. Here we go. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A602 in Watton at Stone on the bypass has been closed in both directions between Ware Road and Mill Lane because of an accident that happened just before 6 o'clock this morning. In Beaconsfield on Park Lane, they're along the Lay southbound approaching junction uh, the A40 at London Road with the queue from the A413 in Amersham. And on the M40 heading from London, from the Denham roundabout towards the M25, it's looking very slow. And there are also delays back from Uxbridge. On the M1, it's slow southbound because of the fog through junction 13 for Bedford towards junction 9 for Redbourne. On the the trains London Midland are running a normal service again between Bletchley and Bedford because of the problems with the rails earlier being fixed, but Luton Airports are still expecting possible disruptions to flights because of the foggy weather. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Sammy, Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. Um, isn't, it, isn't it funny? When I interviewed the copper, loads of people saying I was being biased and one-sided. I like to think I gave Attic a, a, as good a, a, a firmer a questioning as, uh, as I did the police officer. 
you know, kind of saying, well, what's wrong with police, you know, with people using the P word in the privacy of their own whatever? Uh, and not one person has come on and said, well, you were totally biased and, um, you know, you, you weren't fair and, you know. That's the that problem. strange. It's the problem of having the interviews an hour apart. You mm. can't hear. When you hear one on its own and one on its own, you don't get the kind of the impartiality that, that sort of meets somewhere at about 20 minutes to eight, which mm. is kind of like... So, thanks. Oh, three four five nine four double five five double five. It's uh, oh gosh, it's eight eighteen. Let's crack on with these headlines. A misconduct hearing over the way two Bedfordshire police officers dealt with a severely autistic man has been delayed until March next year. And a man, uh, sorry, a councillor has resigned because East Hertfordshire District Council refuses to remove Christian prayers from the start of their meetings. More on that in a second. Every weekday morning. Isn't it nice to have a good discussion about things in a polite way? My opinion is you make a very valid point. As long as the person can do the job. I don't care. Hence, I'm saying she's completely out of touch. It doesn't always happen like that, though, does it? Well, if you let me speak, I'll let you, I'll, I'll let you know what they are, then. Well, that doesn't prove that an accident's been caused, does it? The JVS Show. My big phone-in every morning from nine gets everybody talking. First of all, I congratulate you. got a very good topic on this morning. I'd like to share some experiences. I'm not going to respond to that statement because I find that quite inflammatory. The JVS Show. Weekdays from nine. On BBC Three Counties Radio. No, I, can't even, I don't think I can even read that out. Um, 03459 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now, an East Hearts councillor has resigned over his local authority's refusal to remove Christian prayers from the start of their meetings. Councillor Andrew... Uh, I keep saying Andrew, why is that? Uh, because there's an N coming up, that's why. There's a big N coming up and it's confusing me, Catherine. Adrian McNeese, who we spoke to about an hour ago, put forward a motion to get rid of the practice but was voted out by 42 votes to five. And I'm joined now by Charles Bailey, who's the chair of the Bedford uh, Humanists, and Simon Calvert from the Christian Institute. Morning, gentlemen. Simon, do you uh, do you think it's uh, important to have prayers before council meetings? I think it's important that there's freedom to have prayers before council meetings. If if that's what the councillors want, if that's what they vote for. I mean, I'm a Christian. I, I represent the Christian Institute. I would encourage everybody to, uh, to to seek God in prayer through Christ. Of course, I would. But um, in terms of what councils do. It really ought to be a, a matter f- for them. And what was surprising about this was, whereas you know those coming at it from a religious and a Christian point of view wanted there to be freedom for people to either pray or not to pray, uh, this motion wanted to take away that freedom, a, a kind of a, an enforced atheism. And I think that's probably why it was voted down in such large numbers. Simon, stay there. We're having a slight problem with your line. We've got, Ollie's going to get you back immediately. While he's doing that, I'm going to speak to uh, Charles Bailey from the Bedfordshire Humanist. Charles, I- I- if the, the council um, uh, voted for it, what, what's the problem? Well, that, that, uh, I mean, this goes back to 2012 when the, I think it was Biddeford, challenged um, Devonshire County Council um, about prayers. And, the, and the, the courts found, yes, it was discriminatory that, that uh, Christian prayers should be imposed on both people of other faiths and, um, and people of none. Uh, and what happened immediately was that Eric Pickles, the community secretary, turned around and said, oh, in that case, we'll change the law. And, uh, and he did in spring of this year, in, in 2015. And so the, uh, the councils can now do it again. Um, and what's, what's the problem with it? Well, the, the, the problem is that um, it, it's, it's discriminatory in the sense that you've got uh, people there who um, don't want... The, the main point, I think, is that um, there should be separation between 
church and state. People's religion is a completely private matter for them. If they want to pray privately before the meeting um, for the Lord to give them guidance to make the right decisions, well, that's fine. But it shouldn't be the business of the council to impose this and to take up council meeting time doing this. It's, only, it's only three one minutes. Of, one of the solutions that is offered is that, oh, well, people can leave. But if you actually look at what happens at, at the beginning of a council meeting, um, people wander into the, into the council chamber, uh, say, quarter of an hour before, and they socialise and they talk about tactics, they exchange ideas. It probably doesn't matter so much at East Hearts, since they're all Conservatives. The Conservative group and the full council are the same thing. But here in Bedford, the council is evenly split. And so what, what happens then? The council uh, the, is called to order, and those who don't wish to participate in the prayers are invited to leave. Well, thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Go outside and have a fag or something. You know, it, 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 it's only it's only three or four minutes. It's it's the principle of inclusivity. The the, the point is that the uh, somebody you had quoting earlier on for, from the council saying we, we we promote inclusivity to pick out any sectional group and favour them uh, and and make if it was unanimous on the council. Well, fair enough, but it's not. And I must say, the, the figure of, of um, outvoting by uh, nine to one is quite extraordinary. It, it nothing like represents the um, the demography of uh, of, of church going. I think we've got so Simon. Let me less than ten percent. Simon Simon yeah. Calvert from the Christian Institute is back. I think yes, Simon, go on. Yeah, well, I, I mean, this talk about inclusivity and so forth. I mean, what about including the Christians? I mean, the, the, the cost to people that don't want to pray, and I, I respect this, I understand this, is that they um, stand in a room for two or three minutes while other people pray. And so, they, they, you know, they, they're out of respect, they'll be quiet for them, or, or they leave the room. It's not a huge cost. But to say to those who want to pray, you may not pray, it's actually really quite oppressive. That's quite exclusive. But they're not. Uh, saying, but they're not saying. You, they're not saying. But 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 Simon, the, the, Charles, sorry, the, 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 Simon, I'm getting confused. They're not <laughs> saying. They're not saying you may not pray. Well, go and have, have a prayer in the bus on the way up. Work. Have a prayer in the car. Go and have a go and have a prayer on the stairs. You can pray anywhere. You know. Why does it have want to get relegated? Want a pre-meeting relegated? Why do we have this idea that it has to be relegated? Why do you have to force your Christian God onto us? You know, that, that's the, 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 that's the other argument, isn't it? Why would, you, why would you... Why would you... Why, I mean, but, this is a very impressive idea, that no, you but, but, must but Simon. your beliefs private. If I said to Charles, you're perfectly welcome to your atheism, but when you come along to the council meetings, you must make out like you're a Christian. Well, that would be terrible, but he's actually doing the exact same in reverse. He's saying, you're welcome to be a Christian, but when you come to council meetings, you have to make like you're an atheist. No praying. There's not, but no one's, no one's, saying, but no one's saying no praying, Simon. I don't know where you're getting that from. He's saying no praying in the council meetings. That was what yeah. the motion was all about. Yeah, but you can have a prayer in the bus or in the car or on the steps or on the lavvy. You can have a prayer. That's the beauty of, of your God is you can talk to him anywhere. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely right. It's a marvellous thing to be able to pray at any time. But why should you ban prayers from council meetings? So, uh, because, uh, because it's not a church service. Prayers have a time and a place like anything else. The council meeting is to discuss the business of local democracy. If Which they want to have prayers, we'll just let them do it. If they want to have a vote and a majority say they're not going to do it, well, that's, again, uh, okay. that's democracy in action. Simon, what, what, Simon, what has, what has um, uh, as a uh, Judeo-Christian God got to do with council decisions? Closing libraries, funding for schools, things like that. What's, what's it got to do with it? 
Well, uh, the issue comes down to what the people who make the decisions uh, believe and what they want. And if they want to seek God for guidance in the same way that MPs and peers do in the House of Lords uh, and the House of Commons every day in which Parliament sits, then they should be entitled and free to do that. And again, uh, no and one's no one's suggesting that, that no one's suggesting that they're not that they just do it in a place. You seem to have forgotten the terms of the motion. It was about stopping a practice. No, 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 Simon, Simon, you're being you're, you're being deliberately obtuse. A short period of time. For you're being to Simon, Simon, you're, you're being I, I don't know if uh, you're, you're being deliberately obtuse. No one is, is suggesting that they can't pray. They are suggesting it is being suggested that praying. In council chambers, before d- d- as part of the meeting, is inappropriate. You can go and pray before. So I, again, I, I ask the question. I ask the question: What does your Judeo-Christian God have to do with council business? Well, uh, I, I mean, you know, you and Charles come at this, or at least the questioning, I should say, comes at this from a similar perspective, which is the idea that you. Uh, that, that, that Christianity and that religion is purely a private matter. And that's actually quite an oppressive point of view that you no, have to Simon, keep... No, I'm going to ask you the question. It's a very specific question, I'm, I, and I like to think I'm being as... Fa- yeah, I'm going to ask the question again. Simon, sort of Simon I don't know, can you hear me? Is this working? Simon, what does God have to do with council business decisions? Uh, well, I, I, I'm not quite... I mean, I think, again, I think people listening would understand perfectly well that well, could we you, I don't so could you explain it to me all kinds of circumstances you might I mean for example when you have uh, don't give me an example Simon Simon I'm really sorry Simon morning Simon well, look, don't it, give me an example I want, I, I want an answer to a specific answer to the question, you're yeah, not though you're you're, you're evading it I'd like a, I'd like a specific answer to the so question what does you what have, does your Simon please let me ask the question what does your Christian God have to do with council decisions um, of course, if you believe in God, you believe that God has to do with everything and that he gives guidance to people uh, and uh, blesses uh, things when we seek his blessing. It's as simple as that. That's what prayer is. And I think most people understand that. And so you have memorials, at, for example, at times of national mourning. OK, we're not talking about that. We're talking about, we're talking about specifically, you... Simon, we're talking about the council meetings. Like, please don't keep going off on tangents. Charles, there you go. If these, these people believe that, 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 that God uh, helps them make good decisions that are for the benefit of, of society, then surely, Charles, they, they should be allowed to invite God into their meetings. They can, um, and they can do it silently. I'd have no objection to two minutes silent reflection, which Christians can devote to prayer. Um, others can devote to, you know, um, Muslims might like to say a silent prayer, Hindus, whatever. The point about inclusivity is that if you're going to say um, that you want prayers, one, it's got to be a unanimous decision. Two, uh, you've got to say, in, well, right. uh, obviously East Hearts is an exception, but we're talking about the principle here. East Hearts is solidly conservative, apparently solidly Christian, but I, found that it, I find that quite remarkable. Um, it's, I mean, it sounds more like... Um, from what I was listening to Adrian McNeese earlier, it sounds more like the old guard ganging up against the intruder. But the, because um, I can't believe they are all actually churchgoers, uh, because the proportions just don't support it. Well, but if you're going I, I don't to, know if, these people, if, and neither do you. That's quite a speculation to, to make. If you're going to uh, support prayers, then one, it has to be unanimous. Everybody has to be consenting. Two, there has to be, if it's going to be out loud, then there have to be provisions for to, to have Christian prayers, and possibly the Catholics would like a separate one, um, and, and, and then you can have more country with a strong Hindu contribution. Uh, what about Muslim prayers, Simon? Would you, you hang on, guys. A, a guys. Yeah, what about, what about that, Simon? What about if um, we have a lot of uh, Muslim councillors in this region? You'd be okay, obviously, with them um, having a little Muslim prayer before the meeting. Well, 
I mean, as I said, it comes down to what the councillors in the local context vote for. The fact is, of course, that this is a country with a strong Christian heritage, strong Christian history, and Protestant Christian history heritage. Yeah, but you wouldn't object. You wouldn't object. You wouldn't object. You have. You wouldn't object. You wouldn't object. The Commons and the Lords. You wouldn't object. It's a perfectly normal, natural. Yeah. You wouldn't. Hello. It's very difficult. Yeah. If when I can't even finish a sentence. No, I know. No, I know, Mr. Cavett. Mr. Cavett. So you wouldn't for a long time. Well. So you wouldn't you wouldn't object then to, to councillors voting to have Muslim prayers before uh, as part well, of the council I've meeting? I've said that. I've said that I think they should be free. And I've also said if a council votes, you know, that they're not going to have prayers, I would disagree with that decision. But that would, you know, that would be democratic uh, democracy in action. And that's all that's happened here. OK, gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Simon Calvert from the Christian Institute. The other voice you heard was Charles Bailey, chair of Bedfordshire Humanists. I know Daly's taking this to the streets. More on that in a bit. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five, and breathe. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A602 in Watton at Stones closed both ways because of an accident between Ware Road and Mill Lane. On the A6 southbound in Clophill, there are queues from the Old Main Road at the Haynes Church and turn off towards Spartan Road at Silso. On the AM1 southbound, it's very slow from Junction 13 for Bedford to 9 for Redbourne. That's because of the fog. And also the A41 is busy in both directions at the Piddington turn off through the roadworks between Vista and Aylesbury. In Beaconsfield on Park Lane, though, it's busier than usual just before London Road with queues from Amersham. On the trains, London Midland are back to normal again between Bletchley and Bedford after some problems earlier, but there are still delays to flights through Luton Airport because of the foggy weather. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past eight. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, a misconduct hearing into whether two Bedfordshire police officers mistreated an autistic man will be delayed until at least March next year. They've already been cleared of assaulting Farouk Ali, but Bedfordshire Police Federation says the time it's taking is unacceptable. A man has been left with serious head injuries after a fight between seven men in Watford. Police are appealing for witnesses to the attack in the parade early yesterday morning. A doctor from Bedfordshire accused of a series of indecent assaults is due to stand trial today. 48-year-old Robert Lewis from Northbridge Street in Shefford faces charges relating to medical examinations between 1999 and 2003. And a councillor has resigned because East Hertfordshire councillors refused to remove Christian prayers from the start of their meetings. Councillor Adrian McNeese says there's no need for the prayers in a secular society. The weather will be foggy this morning, becoming sunny in places. Temperatures around 12 degrees Celsius, 54 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Town are up to 13th in League Two after yesterday's 2-0 win at Dagenham and Redbridge. Luke Guttridge opened the scoring just before the break with Alex Lawless doubling their lead midway through the second half. First team coach Haken Oretin was pleased to end their poor run of form. I think we deserved it based on what I saw for 90 minutes. Their goalkeeper made three or four great saves. Um, they had a couple of instances where they thought they had a penalty. We don't think it was. Um, but then when we go 1-0 up, their misfortune in the second half to, to score wasn't quite there and, and we took, took that opportunity and went 2-0 up. 
Elsewhere, there were wins for Watford and Wickham, but defeat for the MK Dons and Stevenage. Nico Rosberg's won the Mexican Grand Prix. The Germans' fourth victory of the year ended Mercedes' teammate Lewis Hamilton's three-win streak. The newly crowned world champion had to settle for second, and Rosberg is enjoying the feeling of victory. Unbelievable experience, especially the podium. You know, that is very clear. That was the best part of the whole weekend. It's just unreal. Best podium ever, you know, so wow. I felt like a rock star up there, and it's just an unbelievable feeling. In cricket, England are replying to Pakistan's 234 on the second day of the final test. A few moments ago, they'd reached 87 for one. And Max Whitlock from Hemel Hempstead's become the first British man to win gold at a gymnastics world championships. Team GB came away with its biggest ever medal haul ahead of next year's Olympics. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at nine o'clock. I woke up this morning. Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. All right. Then. Oh, hello. <laughs> Who's that? That's, uh, what's going on? What song is that? Oh, it's Talking Heads. Uh, any Texas before I crack on with the phone calls? Yeah, we've had Texas. Texas. Let's have some Texas. Uh, Barry and Hemel. What about Barry? Prayers at council meetings. They're formulating laws and bylaws in a Christian, spelt Christine, country. No, we're not. Two capitals. No, we're not. We are known through the world as a Christine country. No, we're not. So our laws and dis- oh, decisions, I think that's what it says, should be backed by prayers. If people don't like it, they are free not to, to attend. They're free to leave. The thing is, um, of all laws uh, in most countries that I, that I can think of, um, I'm sure there'll be exceptions, are based on the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Ten Commandments, are, you know... But you know who shares that? You know who shares the Ten Commandments? Does. We all do, all the religions, Muslims probably, yeah, yep. we all do. They all, and we all, the Jews. They all come from the same thing. Yep. Basically, don't kill people, don't nick stuff, and don't be nasty. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't think of... A, well, there can't be a country where, where stealing and nicking uh, are legal. Can there? Um, Can there? Oh, three, four, five. Here's the ancient question. Sparta. Ancient Sparta. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, the, the, the laws all come from the, the basic moral thing of being, you know, being nice to people. Being excellent to each other. Uh, we're not a Christian country. It, it, a long, long time ago we were. Go, go and have a look at a church on a Sunday. See how Christian we are then, guys. Um, let's go to Michael first, and we'll go to Simon. Morning, Michael. Good morning, Ian. What you got for us, boss? Uh, yeah, just starting to say that uh, I think your previous guest touched on this. Um, a slight rewording, um, perhaps having a time of reflection before the meeting, would solve all of these issues. It would then give everyone a chance to, in their own way, centre themselves and get focused for the meeting. I um uh, I have never been to a Quaker meeting, OK? And I keep meaning to go. I'd love to go, and I will go one day. 
And apparently, this is what I've heard happens in Quaker meetings, right? So a Quaker service, as far as I'm aware, someone will correct me, is you sit in a room in silence and if at any point anybody kind of feels the urge to kind of chip in about, you know, how spirituality or, or you know, the, the power of the universe or whatever, that you know, has affected them, they can. And then they sit, then they, they just share for a couple of minutes and they're quiet. And someone might go, oh, yeah, what Steve was just saying reminded me that when my, uh, when my uh, nan died, you know, and they just kind of share about spirituality in, with a small s in inverted commas, and that's it. But you basically, you sit there in silence, and the whole meeting can be silent. And it's kind of... I sometimes go to various little meetings where you get, like, five minutes reflection at the start or at the end, and you just sit there. And just the act of sitting in silence. And you might be thinking about your dead nan or your dead dad, or you might be thinking, oh, flipping hell, I've got to get to Argos and pick up that thing for the kids. Or, do you know what? But you, it, it's just, just sitting in silence in a room with other people is quite a powerful thing. Should we get rid of the prayers then, Michael, do you think? No, I think there's a place for them. As I say, um, it's, it seems to be the Christian's way of getting focus, getting um, removing all the hustle and bustle from outside of the meeting and just bringing themselves together. Yeah. Much in the same way as someone doing yoga does it, just to focus their minds and clear all of the hustle and bustle out. Uh, do you know what? Oh. I, yeah, you you, uh, you 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 could be onto something. Thank you very much indeed. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Of course, what they could do. This is what this, Catherine. I've got the problem. I've got. I've, I've solved it. I've got, got the, the problem or the solution. I've got the problem. I've just worked it out. I've solution. Got the key this. and the secret. I've solved it. Mm. What we're going to do, right before the council meetings, forget rid of the prayer, all of this stuff. You're going to sit down. The lights will dim. If you want to close your eyes, you're more than welcome to close your eyes. You're going to have three minutes. Of reflection while you're thinking very silently very slowly this pops up summer was gone when the heat died down now imagine if council meetings started with a little bit of Nick Drake singing time of no reply but this was the time of There's your, there's your reflection. There's your three minutes of introspective reflection. I don't like Nick Drake. I want to have a little bit of heavy metal. You, no one would ever no. be happy. You'd never but make a everybody A lot of them happy. prefer Ride of the Valkyries, don't they? <laughs> Simon's on the line. Morning, Simon. Hello, mate. Good morning. What you got for us, fella? Um, it's just going back to the old... Um... What was his name? The fancy dress costume, Rolf Harris. The Rolf Harris fancy dress. For those who've just tuned in, guys, you can rent um, for five days, £23.50, a bargain, uh, a Rolf Harris uh, a costume from a fancy dress hire shop. I suggest you could make your own. You know, there's no wobble board or didgeridoo included. You could make your own. The, the, the Sun is trying to create outrage. There's outrage on Twitter. I mean, any story that comes from Twitter is just not worthy of, of uh, being a story. I get it. I get why people would want to do it. Not saying I would do it, but I, I get why people find it, you know, funny, Simon. What do you reckon? Well, true story. Went to a fancy dress, um, 70s-themed disco a couple of years ago, and a friend of mine was refused entry because he was dressed as, um, uh, not Ralph Harris, Jimmy Savile. Yep. And his pleading with the bouncer on the door was that you just let Gary Glitter in. <laughs> Gosh. Ow. So, 
Now that's I funny. Mean, right, that's funny. And it's two of the two predatory paedophiles. And it's we're not laughing at the abuse. We're not laughing at what they did. We're laughing at the absurdity of that scene of a Jimmy Savile pleading because a Gary Glitter's just been let into a disco. It, it was fantastic. It made the evening. I bet it did. I bet it did. And it's not in any way... You're not in any way saying... Um, by dressing up like that, that child abuse is fine or is acceptable. You're not in any way um, um, uh, deliberately demeaning the crimes that have happened. Yeah, if one of those victims is demeaned by that, well, then that's a different issue. But you're just saying that I've dressed up as someone who's, who's bad and is outrageous and I'm poking fun and we're having a laugh. And that's, that's all right, isn't it, Si? Absolutely. I mean, it, it, was, it was appropriate because it was the 1970s and those people were around in the... Like, people dresses as Nazis for various fancy yep. dress gigs. I mean, I, I even, personally, I was a group of Royal Marines that dressed as, as the, um, I forget what, it, from the Blues Brothers, there was the, the Illinois Nazis in the Blues Brothers. Oh, I don't, Do I know. Do you know what? I only watched the, the Blues Brothers once, and I, uh, I I only laughed once as I watched it. The only funny scene in that is the bit where they're in those little um, school tables, or school chairs, and the, <laughs> yeah. the nun is going, no swearing, and they're swearing, and she keeps whacking them. The rest of it, what a stinky film that is. Oh, man, I totally disagree. And oh, I'm really? Sure thousands would... Oh, I'm, 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 I'm aware, but, but well, maybe I need to check it out again. Simon, thank you very much indeed. One film I'll never check out, of course, is Blues Brothers 2000. Um, no need I, th- for that. I think it's the second sequel. Hey, I saw a remake that was actually quite good. Go on. And I liked the original. Yeah. Fright Night was now, on. Now, you keep banging on about this. Halloween, right? I was up. Yes. Um, and uh, I watched Sorry, something sorry. on telly, and then I stayed up and watched something by myself, right? Because I never get to do that. Yeah. And it was Fright Night, and I thought, oh, this is going to be awful. I loved Fright Night in the olden days. In I the don't 80s. remember Fright Night. It's about a young lad who lives next door to this really suave, sophisticated, mm. Warren Beatty-type bloke mm. who has very a lot of uh, very lot of success. Who's very successful That's with women. That's the phrase. That's the phrase. Yes. Very successful with yes. women, and then he realizes the next door neighbour is a vampire. Oh, no one believes him. They all think he's going nuts. The next door neighbour is actually a vampire. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. So I watched the new one with Colin Farrell, thinking this is going to be awful. It was actually really good. I mean, is it? You know, it's a it's this shonky movie anyway to start with. I um uh, I initially thought you were speaking. I think it's Videodrome, the Cronenberg film, where the man has a video recorder installed into his stomach. No. Is this? Have I got this right? Is this a real film? Videodrome, right? And he has a video recorder installed into his stomach, and he can put video cassettes in. And then he enters the, the, the movies. <laughs> that dates that movie quite a lot, I doesn't think, it? I, think, I mean, now it would be a, a, a DVD player up his bum. But it, it, um, no, it would, be, it would be a memory stick in his... Um, <laughs> and then he said something incredibly outrageous. But that, yeah. Um, I'm sure that's the... Um, anyway, I don't know Fright Night. It's quite good. Well, Watch the Sorry? Watch the old one. Um, you know I can't watch... After my, my good friend um, Scott had a nervous breakdown and was no, placed... It's funny. He was placed in a, uh, in a home for the terminally um, soft... Uh, because he had he had he had a breakdown watching the Babadook. Babadook. He watched the Babadook. My mate Scott. He watched the Babadook. He had a breakdown. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Watton at Stone, the A602 is being closed in both directions between Ware Road and Mill Lane because of an accident. It's also so on the M1 southbound. It's very foggy between Junction 13 for Bedford and 9 for Redbourne, and that's making it very slow. And it's also busy on the M25 clockwise between Junction 21A for the M1 south and 23 for the A1M. On the 
A355 Park Lane in Beaconsfield. It's slow southbound between the London Road and the A413 in Amersham. And looking at the train departure boards, there's no reported problems at the moment, but there are delays in and out of Luton Airport because of the foggy weather. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you. There's so much I wanted to talk about today. Hoverboards and the drug EMP and all the, uh, the, 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 the Let's crack on and see what we can squeeze in, shall we? We won't get it all in, but we'll have a damn good go at it. 8.45, Monday the 2nd of November, headlines. A misconduct hearing over the way two Bedfordshire police officers dealt with a severely autistic man has been delayed until March next year. A man is being treated for serious head injuries following a fight between seven men in Watford and a councillor has resigned because East Hertfordshire District Council refuses to remove Christian prayers from the start of their meetings. Let's get the weather! Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Very foggy out there this morning. The Met Office has issued a yellow weather warning. That's valid until midday today, which is when the fog is likely to start to lift and we could see one or two sunny spells. Further north and west you are, could actually hang on to the fog for much of the day. If you are one of those people, it is going to be that little bit cooler. But if you do get a little bit of sunshine, it's going to feel a bit more mild at around 13, 14 Celsius. Overnight tonight, it's a repeat performance. So if you lose the fog today, it is going to reform overnight, becoming misty and murky again. Minimum temperature 6 Celsius and a similar start to Tuesday but once the fog lifts tomorrow it's lifting into low clouds so it's going to stay rather grey. That's your forecast. Thank you very much. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. History coming up uh, very shortly with the uh, brilliant Dan Hill. He's a you local historian. Swordsworth, um, amongst other things, has got quite a rich history. As it's further east, there is uh, a lot more influence with regards to things like air raids. Weekdays from 12. Great music as well coming up here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Freddie Mercury, the great pretender. Go West as well on its way. First though, here's T-Rex. Nick Coffer. You know, it's fantastic to be able to get people like Nathan Bell and Gary Matthew and, you know, experience, but still early on in their careers, giving them the opportunities to come and make music in a lovely environment library theatre could you describe modern britain in 50 records stuart mcconey is doing just that in his book i don't think we're going to get another beatles who dominate the pop cultures nick coffer weekdays from 12 on bbc three counties radio i have to start frank and then veer off i have to start slightly lower pitch isn't it it is. I have to start Frank and then veer off. I'm going to play um, um, uh, my my <laughs> my boys at the weekend doing impression of a man they'd never heard of before. Listen to this. Here we go. I love it. That's the youngest. They're eating their lunch. That's why they're chewing. How rude. They need to close their mouths more. Okay, okay. Then the biggest comes in. Listen. He's got it. Then he Whoa. goes off a little bit. I mean, that's at the that's at the dinner table for crying out loud. They're doing Frank Spencer impressions. Oh, um, who can I get him to do today? I might get him to do Roland Rat. Yeah, that's very similar to Frank Spencer. Um, just well, slightly say, lower tone. Who else? Who else? Who else is um, a, a must do from the olden days? Rigsby. The boys, oh, no. are, the, the boys are doing Rigsby. No. Yeah, no, no, because it's not been confirmed. The boys are doing the boys are doing Rigsby today. We're gonna get oh Miss Jones, oh Miss Jones. He does. Uh, I can do the full Rigsby. Look, I'm gonna oh, do the well. full the full Rigsby with the hand. Oh Miss Jones, oh Miss Jones. Tell you what, Ooh, we'll, hey. you should get him to do. Yeah. You dirty old man. You dirty old man. Uh, not referring to uh, you as a dirty old uh, man. There, who we got on that? Let's go to Mark first. Morning, Mark. Morning. What you got for us, Mark? Yeah, it's ridiculous, these council chaps uh, praying in, in, the, in the beginning of the meeting in the morning. Tell me why. 
Well, it's just uh, well, it's 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 quite, it's quite prejudice, isn't it? I'm, I mean, I'm Catholic. I don't mind a good old prayer, but I don't want to put anyone out. And especially, I think praying at work's weird. Why, why would you go into work and pray when you've got 24 hours in a day to pray? Do you know what? And in in, in that sentence, Mark, you've summed it up. You summed up kind of what I think. Praying at work is weird. I mean, if you want to do it privately, that's beautiful, man. You know, whatever. Seriously. But but having yeah. a, 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 a you know a, a time set aside where we're all going to go. Okay, guys, we're all going to go and pray now. If you want to join us, you're more than welcome. It is a bit weird, isn't it? I think so. I mean, also, I mean, they're in positions of power. So, is it really hard to get one of their PAs to say, do you know what, the meeting's at nine. Let's all get in at twenty to nine, room one hundred and three. Let's all have our prayer. Let's have a prayer down and get our prayer on. They don't have to do it at nine o'clock with other people in the room saying, do you know what, I don't feel 100% comfortable the, the, with the, the thing is that they, they did vote for it. 42 voted for it. Only five voted against it. So it's, it's a huge majority. I, I, no, I, I can understand, and, that, and that's quite cool. But at the same time, it's, it's councils and councillors and local authorities are supposed to be about transparency and openness. And praying is quite a ritualised act. You know, to be doing that at work and, you know, let's all have a, a sing-song or a prayer... It, it does exclude people, and equally, if I knew that went on, I wouldn't be applying to be a councillor if I could it, with that group. Here's my theory. Go on, right? Catherine. It's Catherine's theory, ladies and gentlemen. And it's only a theory. Here we go. Bring it, Kath. I don't, <laughs> I don't I think... It. I like the cut of your jib, Mark. I don't think this is about God or religion or anything oh, other than people trying to uphold traditions because they're conservatives. See, what, do you think, do you think it's, because it could be several things, it could be just the tradition yeah. of that we've done it for the last 100 years, we're going to keep on doing it no, for the next um, 100 they years. Tried to stop, they tried to stop us doing it, let's do it yeah. and dig our heels is, in. Is it, um, is it um, a bullying of the minority, in this case, uh, to Adrian, the gentleman who, who, you know, new boy comes in, doesn't like what's going on, tries to cause a stink and they go, we're going we're to teach think, you a lesson. I think if there is any, any aggression in it, it's passive. Yeah, it's that kind of polite, passive aggression that we do so well in sort of you know rural parishes. Yeah, I think it may be a bit of that because I, I don't believe all those people go to church. Go on, Mark. I think it's it's just a bit of ignorance, to be honest. Yeah, it's just, it's just an ignorant kind of process, and uh, it's just more about everyone, not not just groups. Mark, we've not spoken before, have we? We've spoken many times, Ian, but it's okay. I oh know, no, flipping it. What? Well, okay, give me give me an example. Give me one of your. Give me. I can't remember what I did yesterday, mate. Oh, yes, I can. I spent ages in hospital. Give me one of your greatest hits. What we've spoken about before? Because I like the cut of your jib, Mark. We, you have said that before. We debated uh, when you were praising Lord um, Clarkson about being such a bad guy. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. I called in. Oh, you know, I, I destroyed you then, didn't that. I? Yeah, you tried, yeah. <laughs> Mark, I'm, I'm sorry I've forgotten. It's good to talk to you. Uh, you call in again. I enjoyed that. Uh, Neil, stay there. I want to go to Justin because he's talking about this. Morning, Just. Good morning, boss. This has really got people going this morning. We, and we've had both sides of the story. Interesting, yeah. I would suggest that the older the older generation saying, yeah, let's have it. The mm-hmm, younger people mm-hmm. saying, well, come on, guys. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a fascinating talking point. And I think Kath has hit the nail on the head there when she talks about tradition. Yeah. Um, I've also taken this one to the street. The first guy coming up tr- tries to make a comparison, oh. which is a bit crazy but uh, here's what the streets had to say this morning beautiful personal opinion is i think it's a tradition that should stay do you not think it's a bit weird though because some people are saying what does it achieve if you're going to to say a prayer before a meeting what exactly does that achieve i can throw that back at someone um, being ex-military we say a prayer before we're going to battle what does that achieve mm. That's slightly different because, you know, that's a a situation where you could lose your life. Um, Sitting around a table at a council meeting, it's not a life or death situation, is it? No, but they could still be guided, can't they? If you believe in faith and you believe in Christ like like I personally do, Mm -hmm. then yes, I would like for guidance. Um, So why not? 
We like you. I'm going to come back and find you again. Thanks very much. You're welcome. Enough uh, traditions, uh, or too many traditions, are being lost now yeah. in this country that we call Great Britain. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're losing a grip of our traditions, and to do that would be a great shame. Uh, just but is it a pointless tradition, though? Saying a prayer at a council meeting? Nevertheless, it's a tradition, mate. What do you think, madam? Prayers before council meetings? What for? doesn't make any sense. You do your prayers when you have your dinner, those people that are religious, otherwise... Mm -hmm. It's no point, is there? If you were a councillor then, and you had, <laughs> you're laughing, you may well do a good job, you never know. Um, if you were a councillor and you were sitting around that table listening to that prayer, would you think to yourself, do you know what, this is not me? That's right, it's not me. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a religious person, so, I mean, obviously, those people that are, I, I would take, take that into consideration, but otherwise, yeah. it's nothing to do with me, really. You have your prayers, Justin, when you have... Your dinner. <laughs> <laughs> There's a great quote with the guy at the start. So, you know, when I was in the military, we used to say prayers before we went into battle. I mean, yeah. councillors at a meeting, um, but they're hardly sitting there with a gun, are they? Is that true? They have a prayer before they go off and uh, go, go and have a fight? Well, I don't know, guy, yeah. but I know I know quite a lot of service personnel and they, they do kind of find a newfound respect for the church, oh, but maybe that's just dealing with life and death the way they do. Yeah, 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 of course. You know, I, and I, I'm not in any way knocking that. I... I, I would I would I'm um, be interested if anyone knows in the last the the, the last five minutes of the show I can is ask there someone, like a, but I think you might be on a plane yeah no if there is a if if the whole troop regiment battalion whatever it is gets together and, and has a prayer up or whether it's groups that I can understand why groups would do it I, you know I mean, I'd say a prayer wouldn't you oh <laughs> tell you who did though yeah. Madonna before she went on stage ladies and gentlemen she did and uh, like just like a prayer she'll take me there and I believe that that's referring to something very very rude indeed oh, Justin wow. excellent stuff today mate speak to you in a bit thank you boss take it ta 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 oh, and at Rigsby there. <laughs> There's a Fort Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. Uh, Neil's on the line. Morning, Neil. Morning, just morning, Ian. That's okay. <laughs> Everybody's tongue-tied this morning. I have been Sammy, Justin, now you, Neil. Go on, what have you got for us? Monday morning thing. Oh, it's a ridiculous time of the day. Well, look at the... You can't look out the window, you can't even see anything. What's going on out there? It is clearing a bit. I'm over in Tring at the moment and it is actually starting to clear. It's not too bad. What I was going to talk about was um, this um, 70s dressing up lark. Oh, yeah, go on. Yeah. Um, a few years ago, before U Tree broke, I was actually DJing for an. Uh, a, it was a 40th birthday, and they had his 80s fancy dress night. So, yes. Uh, I turned up because I'm DJing it. I turned up as Jimmy Savile. Oh. And early evening, there's another guy t who's turned up. And he's come as the priest from The Exorcist. Oh, beautiful. And, and I was chatting to, chatting to him, talking about, you know... I'm slightly things. nervous about where this is going, but yeah, but let's, let's go with it. Go on. Well, I happen to remember saying to him, I bet no-one's going to send their kids up with us two here. There's, yes, well, exactly. Well, exactly. I remember, thank you, I remember when, when Savile died, and we, we did um, loads of stories about Savile. I remember there was an auction in Leeds where they were selling off all of his stuff, like the big these, the track suits and the big chair, and someone paid like three grand for the chair. I bet they're ruined that day. And again, conversations you have off, off air that are inappropriate for the air. I remember um, doing one of those stories and then flicking the mic down. I don't think you were producing. Uh, it was Tara or Laura. Uh, and saying... Uh, you wait. I, I bet you know we're going to get the truth now. The stuff's going. The, the stuff's going to hit the fan now. If I was reading the news, I probably got a direct message. <laughs> you would. You would have done. Oh uh, three four five nine four. I was not. I've given out the phone number. There's no time to uh, to give out the phone. Uh, any Texas? 
Morning all, says Lee in Milton Keynes, one point. Here's your co- uh, cop-out argument, guys. What happened to live and let live? I don't know what that means. Um, I think that's the answer to every argument, isn't it? The answer to agreeing to disagree. Oh, the, wor- disagree. Oh, the, worst, the, the worst way to end an argument, and it fills me with just such disappointment. I think, oh, you, you are not a worthy opponent. They say, well, Ian, I think we just have to agree to disagree. No! Let's keep... That means you've run out of things. That means I've won! If you're, you're bowing your head, you've blinked first. No, 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 let's keep pursuing it until neither of us have any more to say on the issue. I think we just have to agree to disagree. I will never agree to disagree. Okay, Ian, whatever. Oh, you're such a... Oh, dear me. Just Any- leave it, just whatever. Someone's just phoned me from Stratford-upon-Avon. I don't know anybody. Is it Shakespeare? Mm- oh, for crying out loud. I haven't heard from him for ages. He's dead, mate. Oh! I don't know. Yes, I, hate to, I hate to break that. He'll be on the list at some point. He'll come out as one. They all are. Uh, that's it. That's your lot. Oh, by the way, well, I've got 20 seconds. I should remind you, um, there, there is a new podcast, What Done, come up last uh, Friday. Go about Friday. If you go to the BBC Three Counties website, no, I don't know either. I tend to go to iTunes. And type in Ian Lee, I-A-I-N-L-E-E. It pops up. And last week's, oh, it's one of the best ever, I think. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M40, there are queues southbound approaching Junction 5 for Soak and Church from Junction 6 for Watlington because of an, a vehicle that's broken down. It's also slow on the M1 southbound between Junction 12 for Flitwick and 9 for Redbourne because it's foggy. And the A1M southbound is very slow from Junction 10 for Stockfold to 7 for Stevenage. Nearby in Watton at Stone, the A602 has been closed in both directions because of an accident between Ware Road and Mill Lane. Also, Broadhall Way in Stevenage is closed. It has queues in both directions between the A1M Junction 7 and Frogmore Hill at Watton at Stone because of that and on the trains there's no reported problems but at Luton Airport expect delays to flights because of the foggy weather. Smart the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you. I'll be honest guys, we've, we've shot ourselves in the foot. Today's show was way too good for a Monday. The way I like to do it is do, is do um, kind of a, a, a five and a half out of ten on a Monday, six and a half on a, on a Tuesday. Let's get a seven and then a nine Wednesday, Thursday. Then we can do a disappointing one on a... On a, you kind of go, you know, but today was like nearly an eight for a Monday. That's going to be okay. hard to top. Well, let's go for adequate tomorrow. Okay, fine. Tomorrow's show is going to be a four at best. That's my that's my uh, guarantee to you. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, how can we stop people like Mohammed Salim abusing our benefit system? 58-year-old Mohammed Salim has 11 children. He's not worked for 10 years and he receives around £27,000 a year in benefits. He says it's his duty to God to keep having children and despite the fact he cannot support himself, he and his wife, they're trying for a 12th child this year. Mohammed has spoken to me ahead of today's programme and in the interview he argues there's no point getting a job as it would never pay enough for him to feed and clothe his huge family. Well, listen to the somewhat feisty conversation I had with Mohammed Salim, and then I want your calls. How can we stop people like him abusing our benefit system? Here's my telephone number. It's 03459 455 555. 
This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first, let's get the latest BBC News at nine o'clock with Lee Agnew. A misconduct hearing into whether two Bedfordshire police officers mistreated an autistic man will be delayed until at least March next year. The two officers have already been found not guilty of assaulting Farouk Ali. The family's lawyer, Atik Malik, says it's taking far too long. The police officers suffering who are involved, the families are suffering, the taxpayer is suffering. And wider than that, generally, the people of Lute are very concerned about what happened and wish to see an end to this and, and a conclusion. I mean, it's been going on for far too long. A plane carrying victims from Saturday's air crash in Egypt has arrived in Russia. All 224 people on board were killed when the Airbus came down shortly after takeoff from Sharm El Sheikh. Mike Vivian, the former head of flight operations at the Civil Aviation Authority, says the plane's history could be significant. This aircraft did have an accident in 2001 when uh, it hit the back, uh, the bottom of the aircraft underneath the tail. It's called a tail strike. There have been cases in the past where similar incidents have happened, and believe it or not, the aircraft have broken up in mid-air. A man has been left with serious head injuries after a fight in Watford. Police were appealing for witnesses to the attack in the parade yesterday morning. Sarah Jenkins reports. The fight broke out at 20 to 2 in the morning between two men and a group of four or five men. One of the two men, a 33-year-old man from London, was knocked to the ground. He's being treated in Watford General Hospital for what's believed to be a bleed to the brain. Two men, aged 20 and 22, have been arrested on suspicion of causing grievous bodily harm. A police officer from Hertfordshire is due to stand trial today for the rape of a teenage girl. PC Lee Brightman from Tennyson Avenue in Hitchin is pleading not guilty to the assault, making indecent photographs of a child and misconduct in public office. A councillor has resigned because East Hertfordshire Council has refused to remove Christian prayers from the start of their meetings. Councillor Adrian McNeese says there's no need for the prayers in a secular society. But Simon Calvert from the Christian Institute